he's doing. I need a layers on me as I interview legends for thee. Now grab your friends, your dog, and your fish. It's time to rip a new episode for the kids. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Penny Talk Show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Penny Talk Show. What's up, dude? How you doing? Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on the show. Of course. Of course. What are some cool movies you've checked out recently? Okay. Um, new discoveries uh, as far as horror. Uh, I think the only new movie I've seen in theaters this year so far is Destroy All Neighbors, the uh, Jonah Ray movie. That was pretty interesting. Right. Um, I saw I Spit on Your Grave for the first time recently. The OG? The OG. Okay. Um, that is probably one of the most... Uh, depraved movies i've ever seen in my life love it love it just when you think you've seen it all like sallow and <laughs> a serbian film and stuff necromantic and yeah that this one this was a pretty coarse movie i was shocked i actually can't even remember if i've seen it i have it I um yeah i mean not exactly light entertainment it grabs you it pulls you in it, it holds your attention the whole time but it's um yeah i hadn't seen it in a long time i kind of just assumed it was like a slasher Right. And then I was kind of like, whoa, this movie's insane. Yeah, I think I still actually have to watch that one. So it was good, though? Like, kind of kind of good in a kinda weird way? Kind of good. If you're in the mood for that, like, you know, rape revenge type thrillers, like Last House on the Left or House right. at the Edge of the Park, that, that type of stuff. Yeah. You know? Definitely a lot of rapey horror movies back in the day. Yeah, I don't know. Tubi. <laughs> a, a Tubi discovery. A Tubi original. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love Tubi. I mean, it's great. I mean, that's where you can see basically a lot of the movies that are really expensive to buy either through boutique Blu-ray labels or really, you know, popular VHS tapes like Microwave Massacre and Video Dead and stuff like that. If you don't want to spend money, Tubi is the awesome place to see them. It's fantastic. Yeah. Dude, Microwave Massacre. I haven't seen that in a couple of years. That's a weird one. It's really fun. I really like it, actually. <laughs> it is good. Is that Vinegar Syndrome that put that out? Or which one put Honestly, it on? Honestly, I don't even know. I know the VHS. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got to get the Blu-ray. Um, so is that the only cool movie you checked out lately? Or is just I Spit on Your Grave or any, anything else? Any newer ones? Um, I watched a made-for-TV Lamberto Bava movie called um, Dinner with a Vampire. Okay. It turns out that in the early 90s, Lamberto Bava, who's known for demons and stuff, made a slew of uh, TV movies. Hell yeah. And... Uh, some of them made it to VHS, and I checked that out, and it was actually really fun. Good luck finding it. Right. But, uh, it was uh, actually a really uh, fun kind of meta deconstruction on vampire movies. But, yeah, right now I actually don't have too much that I've been watching that I can confidently recommend. Right. Have you ever seen the one that's called uh, Mosquito? I saw that was on Shutter, the one from eighty. Oh yeah, or ninety four. Yeah, I did see that one. It's yeah. fun. Is it fun? Okay. Yeah, I want to watch that. I just added that to the watch list recently. Um, Suitable Flesh came out. Suitable Flesh. Came I thought out. that was kind of fun. There's definitely some great effects in there. Yeah, I think it's there's something to be said for the um, car backing up the the 
yeah. What is that called? A backup camera? Yeah, the rear view the, the, backup, the camera. backup camera. The backup camera gag where you see the guy getting uh, flattened. Um, so that good. was really cool. That was a really good gag. I mean, anything with like Brian Usna, Lovecraft, that yeah. vibe I'm here to support. Um, it was we fun. We love Barbara Crampton. Barbara Cram Crampton, Heather Graham. Yeah. Judah Lewis. Good That's cast. Right. Yeah, it was a good cast. Yeah, for sure. What was the other one that uh, Joe Lynch has done? Mayhem. Mayhem, yeah, okay. Yeah. That was a good one, and too. And he also has a podcast with Adam Green. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wait, yeah. is that the one that he's always done with Adam Green? Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that was Joe Lynch. And they've had uh, Brian Usna on that show. Right. And they've had a lot of great uh, horror personalities on that show. And they do the Yorkie-thon. Where they okay. raise money for Yorkies. Nice. Yorkie rescue. Why Yorkies specifically? I guess they're really into them. Yeah. I know that they're that they're dog lovers. Is the Yorkie the Wizard of Oz Toto? Is that the same? I think so. It's pretty I close. I don't like <laughs> don't hold that against me if if it's not. But uh It's gotta be close. I think yeah. Some some little dog. Yeah. Brian Brian Yesna. Is that how you say it? I never Yuzna, 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 Yuzna. I'm not sure. Yes, yeah, I like love that. his work. Yeah, we love him. Yeah, <laughs> he was cool when I, I met him at the Egyptian once for Reanimator, and they're actually bringing that back on February second this um, week. This will we'll right. be there. That's a few days away. You're right. Yeah, Shit. Jeffrey Combs will be there. Is he? So he's the one doing a book signing, or was it Brian? So Dark Dell, uh, you know our friends um, Dell and Sue are doing uh, a book signing through. Uh, Cinematech and the Egyptian, I think, which yeah. uh, they're going to have Brian Yuzna and uh, Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton signing Sweet. the like reanimator Stuart Gordon retrospective book or whatever. All right. So that's exciting. That's going to be cool. And this is, was this an anniversary screening or was it more just for the signing? I think it's for the book. Yeah. Um, Can't remember. But it's pretty awesome that that's happening. I'm a big fan of all those people but especially brian i'm yeah. a big society guy yeah dude society's the best yeah that and uh return of living dead three yeah he did that and silent night uh four the initiation the one with that's um, him uh clint howard yeah he yeah did that one. yeah um we uh, were actually we were doing a, a filming location video for silent night deadly night part two me and jim cinematic void Oh, um, and he, we were just driving in Los Feliz and he was like, oh, look, this building was from Silent Night 4, the initiation with Clint Howard. So Garbage Day is in <laughs> Los Feliz? No, Garbage Day is Sierra Madre, but the, the initiation one is like right near the theater. Okay, yeah. I, I would drive out to the Garbage Day house. Oh, dude, it's fun. That'd be fun to see. That's right near like the cemetery from the original Halloween. Yeah, that must, that must be out there near like uh, Halloween like 3 bar kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the buccaneer yeah buccaneer Atkins bar that's all like within yeah. a couple miles of each other oh okay yeah silent yeah. night deadly night part two is like all filmed there pretty much silent night great series i don't like three uh three sucks i like bill mosley as an actor but three is terrible i fucking hate that movie um, I've, I've never seen five it's fun it's really fun too. the toy maker yeah it's probably my third favorite one really yeah okay. after one and two okay and one and two are kind of interchangeable Right. I think the best moment out of any of those movies is when the grandpa is talking to the little kid oh, in the first yeah. one. That'll never be topped. You know, it's funny. They Two is like a clip show of all the best parts from one. Right. But they didn't put in that. 
but that, that scene is amazing. That's the best scene uh, of the whole thing. Arguably, I like the sledding decapitation as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, Classic stuff. Yeah, I, li- I think those movies are pretty great, especially the first one. It's a really good franchise. It's great. Mother Superior. Yeah, who is like horribly disfigured from having a stroke. Right. In <laughs> the second one. <laughs> so funny. What are some other Christmas horror movies you like? I'm a huge Black Christmas fan. Me I think too. it's one of my favorite, not just my favorite holiday horror movies, one of my favorite movies. Of Re- all yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Definitely one of the best horror movies too. It is. It it's, really it's is. It's scary. I remember seeing it as a kid and being like, this is cursed. Get this off TV right now. Right. Um, it's just, it's great. It's I can't even like say enough about it. Uh, Margot Kidder giving... Probably my favorite drunk performance in the history of cinema, <laughs> up there with Albert Finney and Under the Volcano. But so um, good. <laughs> uh, and then the I forget the actress name, but the, like the den mother is really funny, like hiding her bottles. Oh, she's house. great. Yeah. Um, great little, movie. The little book. John Saxon. <laughs> yep. Olivia Hussey. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, so good. Great. Everything about that, and I actually think Krampus is terrific. Krampus is fun. Movie. Love yeah. It. Really love um, his eye for like design work and stuff. He's a really nice dude too. Yeah, I very cool. I only ever got to meet him really briefly, but I would love to like chat with him someday. I'm probably a dick for blowing up his spot right now, and I probably shouldn't do it. <laughs> and I could probably delete this after, but I'm just gonna tell you in the moment. Um, he has an office in the Myers house. I knew that. I knew that, and so I was crazy. actually there the other day because I, as weird as this sounds. I go there late at night sometimes to clear my head. Uh-huh. If I'm like in a funk or something, I drive down there and look at it and I'm like, okay, Myers house. And it's like a mental, it, 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 it puts me in a good head space. I love it. And the other day they had a pumpkin that had been partially kicked in on the front porch. What? Yeah. An out of season pumpkin that someone had really uh, demolished. That's so cool. And they had a sign for someone's, uh, political campaign in the window that makes sense yeah <laughs> wow well actually I'm, I'm actually gonna go back there this week i i got a new film camera for christmas oh cool straight from japan it's like the canon ae1 been uh shooting a lot of pics on that it's really fun but i put a black and uh black and white roll in there and i was talking to my dad the other day and i already had this idea but he was literally like oh you should like go take pictures of some of those spooky houses like the myers house yeah, like, it would look like um look cool. behind the scenes photography. Yeah. Seventy eight. Like uh Kim Gottlieb or I was gonna say there's yeah. a book that some person he made. Yeah. I forgot the name and I wasn't gonna name drop. I have it, it over there of somewhere. Of course you do. Yeah. Yeah. She she was amazing. I met her at the last Halloween convention. Yeah. I don't think she was there this year. No, she wasn't. Which is whack because she's she was amazing. at forty. Yeah. Um amazing photographer. Yeah, but it'd be cool to get like you know shots of that and the Nancy house and yeah, even the Poltergeist house, which is like an hour away, is a cool spot to. That's not too far. That's Simi Valley. Yeah, the house house is out here. Yeah, you know, that's like only the like Steve Miner, Fred Decker house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how house that house Ding Dong? Yeah, <laughs> isn't house up in near USC? Oh gosh, I thought it was more like past. I might um, be wrong. Alhambra type area okay maybe i don't know i think like the arnie christine house is around here somewhere too i don't know there's a lot of that is right near that is literally like a stone's throw away from where the girls are walking in halloween oh when they're walking home i guess carpenter just loved to shoot around there 
we made a joke in our our video about um how he was really lazy with the location scouting yeah i mean it's uh i don't know i <laughs> I feel like most of his movies are pretty LA set or filmed in LA. <laughs> right. Uh, even I, I mean, Escape from New York. A lot of it probably was still filmed in LA. I'm sure. Yeah. We did. We did a They Live video too. That was that was fun. Still didn't even put that out, but um, the downtown. So in the church from Prince of Darkness is downtown. Yeah. Precinct. Yeah. Yeah. Carpenter's an LA guy. He's an LA. Native. I mean, he's a Kentucky guy, but he's an LA guy now. And New York yeah he's been around been moving um but yeah actually i just watched ghost of mars for the first time ever like a week ago really and i have you talked to on the, on the show about this yet no okay what do you think i had fun with it it's a fucking it's a terrible movie yeah it's horrible i mean the whole time you're like you, you very much tell you're on a soundstage yeah throughout the whole thing but it's so like stupid and fun soundtrack kind of goes hard it goes kind of hard yeah and also, like the main zombie guy, he's yeah, he's cool. cool. He's cool. He he sells it for sure. I think it's like the same actor that plays the main zombie in like the Zack Snyder <laughs> Vegas zombie movie. What, really? What was that? The called? Elvis one? Like no. What what? Yeah. What was that one a couple years ago with Zack Snyder did the <sighs> Netflix zombie bank vault movie? It was like yeah, something dead in Vegas. I don't know. That's and what I it know. should have been called. Yeah. Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead? I think. Was it? That's such a bad title for a Vegas movie. Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of a fun movie, yeah. all things considered. I, I can't remember how much I liked it or if I finished it. But There's it was, a phenomenon where these like Netflix movies kind of just, they don't have the same sticking power that, yeah, other, like unless it's in a theater, it just and and even like because they, they don't get physical releases right so you don't even see them like on shelves and stores or whatever they mm -hmm. just like wash away into the ether some of these movies speaking of did we just hear that best buy has completely ruled out physical media is that true apparently they have and target is following suit so if i was to go try to get thanksgiving somewhere this week am i gonna be able to walmart that's the only place. Walmart is going to continue to carry the torch for physical media. A lot of the steelbook releases that Best Buy was doing are going to Walmart now. Interesting. Which is like pretty funny because it's like not exactly everyone's like highbrow preferred shopping location. Right. But that's where you'll be able to get your physical copies of stuff like outside of like boutique labels you'll just have to order right or go sucks. to like you know the archive if you're in the right state for it or whatever just amazon it yeah yeah that sucks honestly the walmart on empire here in burbank never seems to have shit no every time i go they don't even have one copy no they they don't really get much good um in terms of like you know we do sell some blu-rays it'd be kind but not too many it's not right. the main focus you can actually get a lot of Blu-rays um, from Videotech. I'll plug Mark's uh, Videotech in Highland Park. Yeah. They have a great selection of Blu-rays for sale. Boutique stuff, Vincent, Arrow. That's the one know, that Synapse. moved from Pasadena, right? Yeah, they moved from Pasadena. They yeah. were right there by the Myers House yeah. in um, South Pass, and they are now in Highland Park. How's the new spot? Really cool. Bigger. Yeah. Uh, I've been renting from them a bit. Nice. And... Um, yeah, they have a really good buy section, too, for discs. Okay, hell yeah. So I don't know where else you get discs now, because I used to get them at Fry's. Are they, like, super marked up or not too bad? No, really well-priced. 
I used to get my paychecks, you know, back in my editing gig days mm-hmm. on whenever Friday, whenever money day was and go right to Fry's in Burbank <laughs> yeah. and check out their arrow section. Cause they had awesome arrow, like steel books and Blu-rays and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't been by that building in a while. Is, is the UFO gone yet? Last I looked, it wasn't. It's still there. I hope it stays forever. I hope they. How could they demolish I that? I hope they open it up and turn it into a Toys R Us. It should be. It should yeah. be like a little like toy yeah. land. Turn it for into kids. a Toys R Us combo, Rainforest Cafe. Like let all those yeah. and a Blockbuster. <laughs> like let it all live there. I don't know. What do you, What do you miss most about Blockbuster? I actually have this in here as a question. Oh God. Um. Hmm. I think that the smell. Yeah. Was something that I remember pretty distinctly. Um, I miss like the thrill of when something was in stock. Yeah. If it was a new release, like my dad, he's a new release guy. Like I'm, you know, rep cinema all the way. Like I, I love watching old movies, like, you know, whatever old horror movies, that's my bag. But like my dad, like he always wants to see the newest stuff, like the newest stuff that's on Amazon, that's on streaming whatever and um that was the same even when i was five years old he would go to blockbuster every you know three times a week looking for whatever or once a week whatever it was right the newest release and then it was like oh is it out of stock do we go to hollywood video and then there was <laughs> kind of this like excitement when it was in stock that was a that's just kind of a thing that doesn't exist anymore all right and did, were you did you grow up in la or where are you from no uh i i uh spent the first 10 years of my life in virginia okay cool so we used to go to the video store in like rural virginia like 40 minutes outside of dc right and um i think growing up actually if i'm not mistaken we went to hollywood video more in like a really an old 90s strip mall you know like burger king and stuff like that yeah and then i think when we moved uh after i was like 10 we became like more blockbuster people right but I do remember going to them all the time. I always wanted to go and I would rent N64 games. I would rent yeah. tapes. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, Hollywood Video definitely had a way bigger like video game selection. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I had fond memories of Hollywood Video. It's, it's, it's funny because I you know work with a mom and pop. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, it's, it's weird to say that when it's just like a, a man owns it. But I, <laughs> when, I, when I work with an independent <laughs> video store and I support independent video stores because they're all that's left it's weird to say that i miss like the corporate experience but that's all i had i really outside of like going on vacation Mm -hmm. there was no like indie video stores that i remember as a kid right so i guess it's just different experiences for different people you know what i really miss about blockbuster is those those popcorn buckets yeah the ones you just put in the microwave but it's already like a bucket Oh yeah, that was awesome. And just the way like it would like oil up on the bottom, oh, it was so good. Like the Kellicorn one. Popcorn scent also used to really like define Target for me. Tar- oh Target yeah. Target used to smell like popcorn in the food court them. area. Yeah. Yes. And they've kind of walked that back, but yeah, it's nothing's the same anymore. No. Did you? Ha- you didn't have media play growing up, right? No, we had um, Suncoast. But you know what media play is? Yeah, probably. I know <laughs> there was media play and Sam Goody and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we had Movie Stop. We had Suncoast. Okay, I've heard of Suncoast. Um, Suncoast was awesome. It was in yeah. the mall. It was kind of like had this like film strip 
it was really dark it was yeah it just had this like really like inviting like cave like vibe to it dude i miss i miss when fye was crazy like in the early like I guess I guess like mid to early two th- or yeah, yeah. Still, mid two thousands to early two. They're 2010s. still kicking. There's still a few that are like in the surrounding areas of L.A. Really? Yeah, there. I've gone to like seek out ridiculous things like ecto cooler within the last really? few years. No way. Yeah, and they have it at the Fyes that are in like I don't know where's Frankenstein's like like those like okay surrounding areas. Right. Yeah. I just I used to just love going to like the used section and just finding like rare titles, like rare DVDs, mm-hmm. and get them for a couple bucks. When I went to school in Boston, uh, we had um, Newberry Comics. Yeah, which is like, I mean, you're a New York guy, so they had that out there too, right? We didn't have Newberry, but you know it. Yeah, I know of it. I was actually in Boston like two summers ago, and I was meaning to go, and I completely forgot, like slipped my mind. Well, they have a bunch of locations, and they were a you know they have a ton of like discs used media and right that was my one-stop shop when i was you know uh, 18 years old for new dvds neca figures whatever yeah yeah <laughs> so what about some good uh records that you've checked out lately like anything in particular you've been spinning yeah um records so i got a uh are you a tom waits fan not particularly okay. but I, like I know tom, a lot of people like him. I'm, i like tom waits um there's a pressing of this tom waits musical that he wrote this like faustian musical called the black rider mm-hmm. which is very like i don't know it's like imagine him doing a musical and sounds fun you may or may not be into that but it's like because almost like kind of cabaret sort of music i um have been listening to that because it finally came out on vinyl and a friend got me the vinyl for christmas yeah um i have been listening to jukebox the ghost okay um a friend uh recommended that it's a hip-hop no it's like kind of almost like they might be giants type like, oh, okay. like mid-2000s music kind of like indie yeah yeah kind of like indie kind of almost like circusy oingo boingo kind of sounding nice that's that's like definitely my vein with music but um i don't know i i've been i'm always on the carpenter soundtrack rotation of course at all times you, you like gotta my, be yeah it's like my driving music my writing music my showering music <laughs> and also shout out to the the murder on the dance floor song from Saltburn. i keep listening to that really okay yeah. and i didn't really like Saltburn, but that song <laughs> it's really living yeah sulfur was all right yeah it wasn't like bad but it was like just kind of whatever it's gross there's some gross stuff in that movie yeah that's sick also shout out to the 50 cent pimp instrumental from anatomy of a fall yes did you see that yes you say the song is awesome it's hilarious yeah yeah especially when they're like in the court and they're like he's listening to an instrumental version of 50 cent <laughs> yeah that was a great movie long but it's it's fantastic i don't know if i loved the movie i was also like semi food poisoned when i was watching okay. it i was like sweating and miserable but like yeah uh well that's i could see that yeah. being bad because it was kind of a slow burn yeah i didn't know i was getting into like full-on like courtroom drama when yeah I saw it, but, yeah for sure 
No, I, I feel that. That was one of my personal favorites of the year. I liked, I liked that. I really liked Killers of the Flower Moon. And I loved uh, The Holdovers and then Monster. I didn't see Monster. Monster is so good, and the fact that it's not nominated is just a sin. Um, is it streamable yet? Rentable? I don't think anything yet. I think it's still playing in some theaters. Did you see Godzilla? I did good yeah people are saying it's like really good it was really good yeah i still haven't caught it but i they, i know they're putting out a black and white version and i'm thinking like well now do i watch the black and white one or do i just wait uh, i mean if you're seeing it for the first time I would, I would see the normal color version i feel like yeah but the black and white's like in theaters right now okay i want to see the color version yeah it's like I, like what imagine if i had seen fury road just the chrome version right first. you'd be like what the hell yeah that's just, I don't know, I, f- I find that kind of tacky that people are just doing that. That's just a, literally a cash grab. Yeah, I mean, and where do you where do you draw the line with that? Like, are right. we going to just do that to, like, anything to, now? Yeah, exactly. Like, can, can they put out a black and white uh, Dune or something? Didn't they do a black and white Halloween at one, per- at one point? I don't know. That would be actually pretty cool. But I would watch that. I would watch the hell out of that. Throw it in the premiere timeline. Let's watch it right now. <laughs> That'd <laughs> we'll be just so tint it. Yeah, or <laughs> desaturate it. Yeah. Um, so let's start with an easy one here. Okay. What what got you started in horror? Um, I think I've always just been drawn to it, but like, it's funny because my mom, the last few years, has been like, "Where did this come from? You weren't raised this way." But it's like, I kind of was. You gave me like Goosebumps books at a young age, and <laughs> yeah. Gremlins, Beetlejuice, Hocus Pocus, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, all that gateway stuff. Probably Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo, of course. And it's like I always liked that stuff, and and in anything else that wasn't that stuff, I always liked the monsters. Like I remember my babysitter right. showing me Fantasia when I'm like three to five years old, and I'm obsessed with Chernabog, the giant like demon that's playing like <laughs> Night on Bald Mountain, the like Mazursky. <laughs> stuff uh, so like and I, I remember like making my babysitter like draw me this giant demon at a young age so like i've <laughs> always been you know as into monsters and all my favorite like star wars figures or whatever they were always like the monsters or street sharks or whatever so i you know even if i wasn't watching leatherface when i was three uh i still probably would have liked it if i saw it it's so funny you say that about the babysitter because I, I was the same way. I always made my babysitters watch horror movies with me. It's, so you were allowed? They didn't care? Uh, I mean, I I made the rules. Oh, okay. I wow. mean, my parents were divorced uh, pretty young. I, I mean, I was in like first grade when they told me they were getting divorced. Um, And yeah, so like anytime my dad and, you know, he had me on like Tuesdays and then every other weekend, you know, we go to Blockbuster and he'd rent me movies and all that. And I know when I was like three or four or no, maybe not that young. Maybe I was like six. I don't remember. I, I know he rented me uh, Bride of Chucky. Wow. And I think it's because I picked it out and I did it sort of behind his back or by mistake. I can't remember. But I remember watching that really young and like loving it, but also being scared. Huh. Um, And just stuff like that. Like especially like as a kid like it's so weird watching horror movies now compared to when you're a kid because you get like a thrill when you're a kid like you know what i mean like you're like chasing a thrill of like getting scared and you know it's just nothing really hits you anymore like like it used to like nothing nothing scares you in that kind of way 
Like I, I remember I even had like a, a Spencer's Chucky doll at one point. Yeah. Not even that one. The uh, like the really shitty version, like the one with like the a sti- big one, the stitches. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, when you got, they were like fifty bucks. Um, and I used to throw it in my closet at night. I would keep it on the bed during the day, but like I'd throw it in the closet at night because I could not be in the same room as it. Oh wow. Yeah, but now it's like a different story. Now I have like an actual replica Chucky in my in my a room. Trick or treat. The trick or treat yeah. studios one. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I'm not afraid of it anymore. Is that your franchise? Like ever, or is it Halloween? Everybody's Both. got like their one thing. I, if I had to pick, it's those two for sure. Those those ones are the biggest for me. But Halloween, absolutely, in in my opinion, is the best. Okay. Overall, um, yeah. Not to go on a tangent, but yeah, Halloween. Um, started renting that at the library when I was like a little kid, and just every time I go to the library, I ha- had to get it. Wow. And then th- from there, I, I then started my own collection, and uh, yeah. I, I kind of owe everything to Halloween for sure. I, um, yeah, I, Goosebumps was huge for me. It is huge. Same. I mean, I see your haunted mask up there, like big time yeah. huge. <laughs> uh, I, I am obsessed with Goosebumps. Yeah. That was a big thing for me. That and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah. Terrible movie, by the way. Fuck that Scary Stories movie. You know, I tried watching that like three times in the theater and I fell asleep every time. It's an insult to the source material. So it's bad. I just, I wasn't just tired. Yeah, it's really bad. Okay. It's like just a, such a moronic take on like how to do that. Right. Um, just make an anthology. Anyway, that's a tangent. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll do a whole episode yeah, on that. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, those kinds of anthology type stories I grew up with. So I remember seeing Creepshow, like the cover of Creepshow in Blockbuster or Hollywood or whatever it was. Terrifying. And just that skeleton ticket taker, yeah. the creep. Every time I walked past that, it was so alluring to me, but so like repellent at the same time. Yeah. And I think that's like, that nexus is like what horror is. It's like, it, yeah. it's something that draws you in, but you want to be like pushed away kind of. And uh, totally something about that cover was just like the ultimate image to me it's like imagine going to a movie theater and there's like a skeleton there i don't know something about that i wanted to rent it so bad just because of that image and um my dad i think was like no 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 like for for a while and then at a certain age i think (laughs) when i was like you know a younger teenager caved Really? And let me rent creep show, you know, all right, like you'll be scared, but whatever. Right. And and I had already seen Halloween at that point, and I liked Halloween. And I uh liked some other horror, like at the time they used to play like 13 Ghosts on HBO all the time. I loved that. Yeah. And, like the ring, all that stuff. I liked horror. Yeah. But I always wanted to rent Creep Show. And then when I did finally, it like changed my life. It yeah. was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's so rare that something can like meet your expectations and yeah. then some. And like, it's why I love movies. It's why I love like, like, I think that was the, the tipping point of being like, I like movies. I like horror. I like monsters. Right. This is the best thing in the world is Creepshow. And it's still my favorite movie to this day. Wow. What's your favorite of the segments? Oh, the crate. Fluffy. Really? I love it. It's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and um, the Tide You Over with yeah. Leslie Nielsen and Ted Danson. I always loved that one. I just am obsessed. And, and I got to see it on uh, 35 uh, 
uh, somewhat recently. They played it at the LF3. Yeah, I went to that too, didn't I? I feel like I did. Maybe you did. I think I did, yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely did. Yeah, wasn't Caroline Williams there or something? Maybe. So, yeah, there's like you know, the last time I tried to see it in a theater, it was like a faded, awful-looking, probably Eastman print. At the, really? Uh, Egyptian. Years ago, like I, They played one after they premiered the show. They had Weird. John Harrison and Nicotero and stuff premiere the Shutter show. With a at, pink print. At the Egyptian, yeah. And then they after the few episodes of the show, everybody left, whatever. For the sickos that stuck around, they played the 82 movie, but it, they played an Eastman print. And that I left. sucks. And you left? <laughs> it's like, fuck, no, it's funny watch it like, I have friends that will be <laughs> mad at me if they hear this because they love the charm of those yeah. faded prints. But I like bright, colorful. like And Creepshow is such a color, important movie. It is. There, there's a fine line with that stuff. I feel like it. And I, I know Jim just his last Giallo he showed last week, um, Amok. We all kind of skipped it because he was out of town and we were just like, eh, we'll just go next week. But he did say it was like pretty faded. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's charm to it. It just like depends how sacred the material is to you. But yeah, Creepshow was like the tipping point, even though I was already into horror. Right. A couple of years ago, um, you know, Josh Miller. Yeah. Yeah. You know how he, he used we've, to do. We've had him come out to the store. Right. They came yeah. for, uh, for, hey, stop uh, standing yeah, exactly. Great, great movie they made in college. Um, they did a horror marathon. They've done a lot of those horror marathons typically at like the dynasty typewriter back in the day, which I, I guess they don't do that anymore. But, um, they had one series that was all horror sequels. So six sixteen millimeter horror sequels, oh, wow. and I I can't remember all of them, but I know it was like Child's Play two, like Halloween H two O, and I'm pretty sure this was the same event that they did Creep Show two, and that was sick. Creep Show two to never see. screens. Yeah, never. Yeah, I saw that there with them. It was so funny. I went to the signing for that, at, like for the banking book with Dell. Yeah, <clears throat> and the actor that plays, I think his name is Tom Wright that plays the hitchhiker and the hitchhiker segment was there. Yeah. And I was like, uh, could you say, uh, thanks for the ride lady. Could you write that on my vinyl and stuff? And he was like, I can't believe you like this this much. Oh, <laughs> like, so he was cool about it though. He was cool about it, but he was also, I looked him up and he's like a very accomplished actor. who has been in a million things. And yeah. it's like, uh, here's this, uh, guy that's just like, I love when you said thanks for the ride, lady. Creep <laughs> <laughs> show too. That's so cool. Though. I was like Stephen King doing like the best worst acting of all time in that segment. Like, yeah. I love when King shows up in his own movies. Oh, it's so good. Pet Cemetery. That's like yeah. one of the funniest like cameos ever. Yeah, he's just anytime he shows up, it's delightful. Yeah, he's great yeah. in Creep Show. Oh, like that is like such an iconic like you know performance that like begs the question of like what is what is bad acting right for sure or is it good yeah <laughs> what is was he in uh maximum overdrive did he have like a little cameo? i think he did i can't yeah, remember I, I think he must have i love yeah. that movie too i love king he's like yeah, he's amazing you know the god of horror the best. basically that's yeah. an original carrie poster oh awesome yeah love carrie i'm a big carrie fan that's one of that actually in Pet Cemetery. I tell everybody those are the only two movies that bother me. 
Zelda. For some reason, it's just that movie in general, I feel like. And it's probably because growing up with them, those were the ones that scared me the most. Did you see the new Pet Cemetery with Duchovny, Bloodline? No. I watched it. Is it pretty bad? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, it's like, okay. why does this exist, really? Yeah. It's um. It's like unnecessary. Who did those? There's those two guys did that one a couple of years ago. Kevin and Dennis. The, yeah, it's it's in the universe of that one. The, oh, it the, is the the Paramount. That one. makes sense because they had like the the little animal masks on the kids. Yeah, and I think this one is like the Judd Crandall prequel. Yeah. To that, pretty forgettable though. Right. Yeah. I definitely don't blame Kevin and Dennis for that last flop for the the remake because. They're real. They're actually really good directors. They didn't write that, and I'm sure there was a lot of like studio interference. I was excited for it. I was too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there, there are moments I actually like. I like the oh, when they're bathing the girl and the hair starts coming off. Yes, that was really good. Or when when the girl falls, like Zelda falls through like the medicine cabinet. I mean, Zelda. Whatever they did in the original can't be topped. No, no, yeah. it can't be. I just, one I just thought those. that one shot was cool. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they didn't even write it, but they did do this other horror movie called Starry Eyes. I've heard of that. That's is that um the actress from a lot of Mike Flanagan's stuff? It might be. Is it's that so Alex good. Esso, maybe. That sounds familiar. I'm not sure. But that is a good movie. You've got to see that one. I need to see that one. This I'm not even gonna say. There's a great kill in there that is so that is like one of the best I saw all year. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, they're they're great. Um, so let's see. Did you play any sports growing up? No. No, nothing. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, but like it's so anecdotal. Like I was the kid that like ran from the ball on the field. <laughs> um n- no, I'm I'm like a total not sports guy. I did do some like taekwondo in high school. Right. It was fun. Um what would you say are the pros and cons of living here in Los Angeles? Oh gosh. Um the pros are I think we just have access to so much stuff that you don't have anywhere else like the idea that we can go and see a movie like Reanimator on the big screen with the cast and stuff present or pretty much any movie like eventually will play like oh I saw Maniac on the big screen at this or I went and saw chopping well on the big screen at this or that like yeah. for other people in other parts of america that's like a once in a lifetime opportunity it's, it's like a, a holy grail moment playing you know this thing and it's easy to take it for granted but like rep cinema <clears throat> in la is so special to me and is such a vital part of the experience of living here that and it's something you can't get anywhere else I literally don't think I could live outside of LA anymore because of how good the rep cinema scene is here. Yeah. And and the ability to see things on film. That just like doesn't exist anywhere else. I know it's crazy. Um that's a major pro. The restaurant scene is really good. Yep. Some of the best food in the country and so for good. me, you know, pescatarian, leaning more vegetarian all the time. Yeah. Um it's really easy because there's options everywhere right it's, it's really catered to it um that those are pros cons obviously is you know traffic yeah. rent, uh yeah like like you know just the, the obvious things where it's like it's expensive 
to live out here and uh it's crowded mm -hmm. and there's i i've noticed that like even to the, my my pro which is like all the cool screenings and stuff it feels like screening culture has gotten like kind of like competitive and there's like this like scarcity almost you're right i i've noticed that too kind of since the pandemic right yeah like since things reopened have you felt like people are kind of like doing a bit of like one-upmanship with like i have tickets to this and i have tickets to that and i'm going to the arrow and then i'm going to the new bev and then i'm going right. to the, the lf3 and it's kind of like don't you guys get tired I think there's definitely a rivalry rivalry between some of these theaters too, like the new Bev and like, nah, I'm not nobody in particular, but I've just like noticed that like if, if one film plays one place, then somebody else gets pissed because they were about to show it. I mean, I even like in my medium of like be kind video, um, feel that I can't show certain things if they just played yeah. at the LF three or something like that. Like I'm, I and I just I don't even think of it as a rivalry just like I don't want to step on anybody's toes and like I yeah. I think everywhere different venues to offer different pros and cons and yeah um so talk a little bit about the inception of be kind video how did this magnificent beast come to be sure so um be kind video is the dream of the owner Matthew Renoir Matt Renoir um, my friend, and um, he developed it originally with his longtime friend Aaron Thurl, who's a uh, actor and a typewriter expert. Okay. And um, basically, Matt has been a cinematographer and a drone operator for a long time, and has worked in the industry for a long time. But it was always sort of his dream to have a video store one day. Mm -hmm. And him and Aaron during the pandemic kind of just got to talking about like how they were going to do this. Can we do this during that time while they were ideating on their video store, I was doing tape pop-ups with my friend, Jamie, um, who goes by Hightower on Instagram. And um, we were doing tape sales, Jamie and I at Rubicon records in Hollywood. Okay. My friend Robert owns Rubicon records. It's a great, uh, a record store that specializes in like alternative and punk and they do a lot of great shows and pop-ups there and stuff you should check them out sweet but um so we were doing sh uh tape events there jamie and i and matt came to one of them and we sold him a copy of scream <laughs> and we got to talking and we became friends and he was kind of just getting started with selling tapes and doing his own pop-ups and stuff and then I uh, was vending at a thing in Pasadena with VHS Spectacular, Connor, great guy, and Matt was vending there too uh, as Be Kind Video, and he had a little pop tent and stuff. And he told me then that, you know, I'm going to open a store in Burbank. And I was like, oh, awesome. I live in Burbank. And really soon after that, he messaged me one day like, hey, man, the store's open. I just... uh open the store, got a tape for you. And I was like, okay, I live five minutes away. So I came down, you know, the store was barely set up. There was barely anything at the time. Yeah. And, um, it was a goosebumps tape. It was a sealed goosebumps tape that he had for me. Which one? Mm, 
I want to say it was either Stay Out of the Basement or Night in Terror Tower. Oh, I st- whatever it is, I still have it, but so I have cool. all the Goosebumps tapes. Yeah, and um, <laughs> so I, I looked around the shop and um, he was kind of like, you know, my horror selection is like a little anemic here. Do you want to get some of your tapes in here? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So then I started, you know, stocking the horror section for him in there. And um, it kind of just evolved organically from like, do you want to watch the shop while I go to the bathroom? Do, yeah. <laughs> do you want to watch the shop while I go out of town? And so I, I was there right from the beginning, basically like since the first week and it kind of just evolved really organically into this like natural thing where it's him, you know, he's the boss, it's his store. And then right. like me and Aaron, Theral, uh, typewriter connection are the ones who are there when he's not there. I and, see. Okay. um, and I, you know, went from like moving my extra horror tapes through the store to like you know buying tons to sell and like my like whole inventory is in there basically and then at a certain point um i just had the idea of doing screenings there and i don't know if you had like if that's like a separate question but like I became the like programmer for the store in like a much more like serious capacity, just sort of organically. Yeah. So that's not really something he was planning on doing or he was hoping to do maybe. I think that the store was always planned to be like an event space, like a, okay. He look, he just wants to have like a really cool space for people to hang out and, you know, retro trip or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah. Feel like they're, in a comfortable space that reminds them of better days and right rent movies and have that experience of like being able to do the wall walk and pick out a movie be it a tape that you're going to buy or a movie that you're uh, going to rent and um like he's always just like wanted to curate that space right but um i think that uh with uh and he always wanted to do events and he's always open to doing events but i um when I initially was like, well, what if I like did a horror screening? I never like imagined it would like turn into what it has. Right. I feel like it's kind of become almost like a destination for really intimate, like rep screenings of horror. No, absolutely. They've been fun. Um, but why, why Burbank? Was it because of like the obvious foot traffic around there on Magnolia or that's part of it. But I think, Burbank's like media city, you know? Yeah. It literally is where like all the studios are and stuff. And um, there was no video store there. You know, you had at the time that we opened, uh, Videotech was in Pasadena. Right. Vidiots was uh, not reopened yet, I don't believe. No. Uh, Cinephile's up there in Santa Monica. And Whammy, um, you know, which does tapes and screenings, was in Silver Lake. Uh-huh. So there was nothing in Burbank. So, uh you know, it felt like just a place where it could succeed and the foot traffic just being right across from like Porto's and being on what we call monster mile, like near Dell, near blast, you know, Larry's uh, shop and stuff has been, you know, a big part of the success. Yeah. That's sweet. You get a lot of out of like out of towners that are just vacationing that walk in there. Yeah. And even people who are like, I knew about this from Reddit or from Instagram or whatever, who stop by like as a point while they're 
in from out of town. That's so cool. During Halloween 45, actually, a lot of horror fans that, you know, either follow me or follow the store, like, made a point to come out. Right. And that's actually how we met. I'm glad you brought that up again because I almost forgot. But we met because uh, this dude that I, I met off of Facebook, I was looking for a VIP ticket for Halloween H45 because a lot of us stupid horror fans thought Jamie Lee Curtis was going to show up. <laughs> and so I was going to buy a $250 VIP ticket off of this dude. And uh, turns out he knows you. Which yeah, my I buddy Travis. Travis, yeah. And I find that out because he asks me to like buy all these art prints for him and then, you know, ship them to him. And then he, he told me to meet up with you who then shipped them to him. Yeah. And made that super easy, which I'm glad you did. Cause I probably would have butchered that. And we needed uh exclusive merch. Yeah. We needed Halloween prints by Jason Edmiston. Yeah. Did you, did it, were any of those for you or just him? Those were all his, but I already got mine at the show. Oh, you, you were there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I bawled hard at that show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we met in like the pavilions parking lot, right? Yeah, where I go every day for my Starbucks. Amazing. I go there a lot too because I do like Instacart. Oh, cool. So I shop there sometimes. Yeah. Nice. And I go to the gym next door, the Blink. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 If you ever want to get a coffee, by the way, I'm I'm there. Oh, great. I've actually gotten a lot of the people at that Starbucks to start renting at Be Kind. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I think at least two of them. Just, the, okay, the people that work at Starbucks. That's yeah. funny. That's awesome. Um. So let's talk about some of these events. So you did right. a, a, a couple months ago. I don't remember which month this was. We did uh, the sleepaway camp screening with Felissa Rose. That was awesome. Which was, dude, it was amazing. Like that. And I've seen that one in the theater a few times, but to have her there doing a live commentary during the whole thing was so cool. It got kind of real at the end too, right? Like it got kind of emotional. Yeah, I forgot why. I mean, she was just like super happy to be there, right? Well, it was that, but also like we were kind of talking about like the modern implications of this film. And oh yeah, 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 you're right. And um, yeah, it, it was interesting to see. And she's just like the sweetest person. And yeah, I love doing that one. I can't remember. Was she talking about like backlash with like trans people, or was it more just like? I think she was talking more about how it's just like her duty as sort of like the ambassador of this movie to like make everyone feel welcome and stuff yeah, and just carry the, the torch in a positive light but uh yeah it was really great to talk to her and uh i mean we've done a lot of them now yeah i'm keeping them coming well william lustig just went there for uh maniac which i'm really sad i missed for multiple reasons for fucking you know the reason <laughs> did you did you talk about it on this show already uh, i don't believe so. i maybe on the last episode actually with nick i can't remember uh Bill Lustig, who directed Maniac, Maniac Cop, Vigilante, Uncle Sam. We had him come out to be kind a couple weeks ago. And turns out Green Day was next door at the record store, Runout Grove. Yeah. So literally just doing uh there were there was like a Saviors, the the new Green Day record Saviors, they were having a like a listening party. So everybody was there lined up to, I think, just listen to it, right? And then maybe get like a free poster. Yeah, I wasn't there like I, I was like running the maniac screening yeah. and uh our buddy brendan let me know that green day was there <laughs> so that was interesting did you believe him at first yeah i feel <laughs> like he just is on the pulse of this kind of stuff yeah yeah we love brendan brendan aka wet movie one on youtube um like we were saying before I, i've known of him for many 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 years probably like five or ten years before i even met him and youtube legend great coverage on his channel of 
be kind and and yeah like the what we do he's done several videos like he did one for our joe dante one he did one for our surf ninjas one yeah i think he did one for one of the other ones just about everything i don't know but uh <laughs> he's done really good coverage and i appreciate it and you know the, he's always just like so excitable about everything he's yeah talking about very nice person too yeah very nice to have around um but yeah so how did the how did the maniac event go was it good that one was really good bill was super gracious just uh really had fun stories about working with joe spinell and i thought it was an important one to do because he owns blue underground which is a blu-ray label and he was one of the first guys to be putting horror movies on uhd he was he predated uh shout and vincent and stuff his his work uh putting like faulty zombie and some and maniac obviously on 4k and like like he invested deeply out of his like you know personal money and stuff to get 4k uh movies that he had the rights to out there on disc legend so i think for a video store that's important what's your favorite of the maniac hops first one yeah Two's good, but I like the first one. Yeah, because it's like Campbell Atkins, like some yeah, some of classic. my favorite guys are in that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, two's great too. Uh, two's a great like Christmas horror movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robert Dobby. <laughs> oh yeah, so good. Um, so now it's it's not just like screening events that you do. Um, but you also actually had like kind of like a sketch night recently where you guys played home alone and you had people sketching um, this dude that was modeled in different poses as Harry, the, the one bad guy from home alone. Um, but I went to that. That was kind of fun. But w what are some other events you guys are hosting? So um, my events are the screenings, but there are uh, horror trivia nights that our friend Marshall Hicks has been hosting. Right. Um, our friend Austin Walker was doing this thing called Varietyville there that I think is like a variety show that, He's not doing it there anymore, but he's still doing it. Okay. Um, there was the the drink and draws, like the sketch ones that you went to. Yep. Um, there have been comedy nights. I don't know if the comedy nights are going to continue. Um, but not, not funny. No, I think it's just like different venues, perhaps. Yeah. But um, they were very funny. The guy who is the lead, um, like the host, sort of of that series. Chris Colgaro, he's really funny. You should check out his stuff. Okay. But um and they've had other great comics in there too. But uh yeah, I I, I think the screenings are really becoming uh the focus. And tape swaps. We have tape swaps. If and if if this yeah. comes out this week on February fourth, Sunday, um, which is a week from when we're recording this, <laughs> we're doing a VHS pop up at the store which is really exciting and i always have fun doing them that was literally my next question oh. <laughs> i literally had it one to four p.m yeah february 4th yeah you'll be able to get all the horror tapes you can want that kind of sucks because i think i can't go to that because i think i uh, i just got tickets for that sopranos 25th oh, anniversary cool with david chase yes and i don't know it might not be at that time maybe i'm wrong aren't they doing one with uh michael imperioli too I, they're doing some they're doing like two episodes right or two, two episodes two screenings but aren't they doing like another movie thing at like the los Feliz that has michael maybe that's what it was i think that's what you're talking about okay because i don't think he's going to the sopranos thing unless he's like a surprise but mm. kind of hope there's like a surprise guest but I, i'm content with just david chase and the producers yeah that's still pretty cool that's so cool 
Um, but yeah, two episodes. I can't remember what they're called. Um, wouldn't know what they were even by the title. Well, I'm surprised that like <laughs> the Pine Barrens like wasn't one of them. Being like that, that's like such a famous right episode. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what to expect. I'm just excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'd be cool to go to the Egyptian twice that week. Like that's only two days after Reanimator. Yeah, legendary. Yeah. Do you, by the way, do you like the new Egyptian? Because I like it. I love it. It's so. I remember. Do you know Edwin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who doesn't love Edwin? Everyone talks. L.A. About legend him. Edwin. You know, he got mentioned on the, the last episode. The, the pros and cons of L.A. <laughs> but pro is Edwin. But um, he was talking about how he like made might have thought that the Egyptian like lacked character or something when it reopened. Uh-huh. I thought it was really nice. The first thing I saw there was the killer. Uh, Fincher, which I think might have been the thing that they opened it to the public with. Yeah, which I um, hear is way better in a theater than on Netflix. Yeah, that's the way to see it. And if if you get the opportunity, and I just thought it was like relaxing and luxurious, and I loved the seats. And seats are great. It definitely has like a different vibe than it did. It doesn't. It doesn't feel casual. It feels like fancy. It feels like fancy and formal. It feels um, a little corporate, but it also it feels t- tight and like smaller without the balcony yeah. there. I feel it feels a lot more intimate. Yeah, and then I went to mix uh uh final episode there too. Postmortem. Yeah, which was great and so many awesome people showed up for that. And you that. told me to go and I really should have went and I'm still regretting not going to that. It was a nice night and they screened Sleepwalkers, which is cool to see in a theater. Did they hang out afterwards? Like did you get to see anybody? Oh yeah, but yeah. I mean they you know, they're just so nice and grateful to yeah. everybody. Dude, I keep saying Mick everywhere. He was what was he just at? I can't remember. Was he at Destroy All Neighbors? He might have been. He might have been. He was I think at, I saw Joe Russo there, the okay. producer of Mick's podcast. Yeah. Um, Mick's hard to miss with that big white hair. <laughs> very angelic. We love him. Yeah, big <laughs> fan of Mick and uh, Sleepwalkers. And he was my first screening in Be Kind, Critters 2. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, which one's the one with Leo? Is that three? That's three. Two, two's, I can't remember. I can't remember which one's which, but Critters 2 is awesome. It's my, it's the best of the critters. It's so much fun. It, it is the okay. critter ball that the Kyoto brothers did. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, yeah. And Mick was so like gracious to show up for that. And because he showed up for that, it paved the way for everything we've done since. That's so so cool. who better to start my interviews with than the king of horror interviewers he fucking gets it dude that's what i love about him he just gets it remember that remember that tirade he went on on twitter when the thing played and they played it in the wrong aspect ratio and he was like flipping out on fathom events no oh yeah you could look that up on twitter it's funny wow okay i'll check that out i'm gonna search for that one with mick garris fathom against after we do this but yeah <laughs> he's the nicest guy and just like has been such a champion for the genre for young writers for emerging talent for you know, he's he was there for so many iconic moments of the genre, from the writing of the Halloween theme to the making of Goonies, the making of Gremlins. It just there's, he wrote Hocus Pocus. Yeah, there's no you have a sign of it over there. I'm a huge. There, Hocus there's Pocus There's no fan. one that has like been more of a champion for the genre than Mick. He's the greatest. Yeah, the absolute greatest. I was listening. Didn't he do an episode with Stephen King? Am I wrong? He must have. Yeah, because I think, I think I was listening to that yeah. like last week. Yeah. Um, see, let's see, 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 any, any cool events that you're ready to announce? Yeah. So, um, tomorrow we're announcing a screening of night of the demons. Sweet. Uh, with Kevin Tenney, the director, 
on February 11th, which is a Sunday. Oh, so that's soon. Yeah, really soon. We we try to have like two weeks lead time, but like we're rock and rolling. And that's the good thing about like having what is sort of technically a micro cinema is it doesn't take much to fill it. Right. So I honestly don't need that much lead time to announce these things and sell the tickets. And Night of the Demons is a fun movie. Um, obviously, Amelia Kincaid is really fun in it. And um, Corey Pudell. And it has a fun cast. And uh, it got a couple sequels as well. Yeah. And um, the 4K just came out. So we'll show the 4K and it'll be a good time. Here's a question. And I'm sure this varies guest to guest, but like, obviously people pay for tickets. Um, is it usually like included that, like, if you bring something, they'll sign it or, or is sometimes do they like require an extra fee? It depends on the guest. Okay. Um, it, it really depends on like who the guest is and what they're asking for basically. Okay. Um, I can say that the majority of the, uh, you know, filmmakers, uh, haven't, felt the need to charge but i understand if someone does a lot of conventions and yeah they make a living on conventions and stuff and they want to you know get something out of it i i i respect that i can't even remember did felissa have eight by tens or she just kind of signed what you brought brought, no she brought some stuff and she was really nice that like she was not only would she sign what somebody brought but she would then give them a free eight by 10 as well. Just yes. pick something yeah. off the table. That rocks. Cause yeah. honestly, what does that cost her? Nothing. Basically nothing. Barely anything. And it's like more people should be like that. And just everyone knows that she's just the nicest. She's person. the best. She's the absolute and, best. And, and, you know, all of them have been like so gracious. Like so many people brought Joe Dante so much stuff. And I remember telling them like just one thing, like, like I was trying to be, yeah, yeah. Just keep it like, you know, within reason. Of yeah. it. And, of course people brought a lot of things and yeah. he was so cool and signed a lot of things for a lot of people. Yeah. I got Joe Dante to sign my matinee Blu-ray. Oh really? Yeah. The only thing that I got him to sign that day was a small soldiers one sheet. Oh, well, that's I amazing. I got from Edwin actually. What? Yeah. Dude, I got to rewatch that. That's a great one. That's nineties, right? Yeah. That's what we showed with small soldiers. Right. A, right. A big part. And Adam Rifkin, the writer was there too. Yeah. I missed so, that one too. A big part of my philosophy with the screenings is showing something that is maybe not the thing that the person is the most known for. Obviously, something like Sleepaway Camp, that is what Phyllis is mostly known for, but like... Or Kevin Tenney. Yeah, or Kevin Tenney. But uh, I do... Those are like cult classics, right? For sure. If you have something like... uh, If you have a guest like Joe Dante who may be best known for gremlins or the howling or something like that. I want to show small soldiers. Also small soldiers is very near and dear to my heart, but, and then, and then with Tom Holland, we showed fright night, not child's play. And uh, <laughs> we showed a 16 millimeter print of uh, fright night, courtesy of my friend, Ciro uh, Nielli, who's a great uh, print collector and animator and many other things. Fright night's so good. And Ciro is doing a lot of 16 mil screenings with them. Um, see it on 16 and trash max too you should definitely consider getting tom holland for child's play though I, c- I could imagine his live commentary being pretty good for that yeah i mean he really um he's knowledgeable I mean, he came up with the title and the look of the character of chucky and yeah he's, he's done a lot for it and and even and even fred decker you know i think a lot of people oh, are big yeah. monster squad fans we opted to show night of the creeps i was bummed to miss that one too so I'm always trying to find the thing, like if it's, if they've done, you know, a lot of things that people know, 
show the cult classic that whether it's the main thing that they're known for or not the main thing they're known for always show like the the niche film that might not get as much play did you ask fred decker why he only made two movies he made more than two movies. He made RoboCop three, and uh, he wrote uh, the Predator. Two, I meant horror movies. My well, bad. he did House. Uh, the he wrote the Steve Miner movie House. Well, as a director. Um, well, um, I feel like he was so good. I think, and not to put words in his mouth, but I think that uh, those movies found their audience way too late. Like, yeah, I think those movies should have been hits. And they weren't because Monster Squad was like mismarketed. It was like, is it for kids? Like, like, like adults yeah, thought it I was for kids that. and kids were too young to see it. Right. And now everybody loves Monster Squad. It's like a huge classic. I can't keep it in stock and tape form. And, um, yeah. uh, and then, and then Night of the Creeps, I think just kind of, you know, it's a VHS classic and HBO. VHS. I love Night like, of the like Creeps. Like it's just, yeah, I love it too. Atkins. It's awesome. But it's just like, those movies didn't find their life in the moment that they came out. They weren't like Halloween that like set the box office on fire or whatever. So I think it was that combined with like RoboCop three, not being a hit that kind of made it harder for him to get more stuff off the ground, but I'm glad he's still doing stuff. And like the, the predator movie that he did with Shane black, um, he, he sort of was the guy who like discovered Shane black actually. So back in the uh, the summer of 2017, I was living in the USC frat row up in U- near USC there. Nice. And uh, my apartment, which I didn't realize for the entire summer, but at the end of the summer, I realized was right next to the Night of the Creeps house. Oh, wow. The one from uh, like where they're like walking yeah. on a lawn. And, like Thrill me. Yes. Yeah. Right next door, like the immediate next door. That's awesome. And I didn't realize it the whole time. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, Fred Decker's awesome. Was he nice at the event? Really, really nice guy. Uh, and uh I'm glad that like Monster Squad's getting like 4K and you know, pe- people love these movies. Yeah, so good. Also, by the way, I was going to say earlier, um Tim Jacoby's Yeah, who, Goosebumps. Goosebumps. He's done this podcast. Really? Yes. That's it, awesome. It's an awesome episode. You got to go check that out. That's so cool. He was one of the earlier ones, but he was incredible. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Did By the way, did you go to that Goosebumps event? The one from back in 2015? No. With uh, Cine Family. No. Where they had Tim, and then it was an all-night goosebumps marathon holy shit you didn't know about this no oh, i'm gonna blow your mind i okay. wasn't as like plugged into rep screenings back then okay but you were here you were living yeah i was here yeah oh my god so it was it Don't was gonna tell me this oh wow. this this was a big deal so it was literally all night goosebumps marathon by all night i mean like i don't know late like it might have been like two in the morning sounds awesome of episodes episodes where at Cine Family, the one that went under oh, okay there was yeah. allegations i guess right yeah. um and now it's brain, brain dead. dead yeah yeah um but in 2015 it was Cine Family, which they were good i mean it was it was fun but um yeah so it was kind of like one it was like the 16 millimeter marathon type thing where it was like all mystery you didn't, you didn't know what they were gonna play oh that's so cool and it i know it started with haunted mask i'm pretty sure 
Um, but yeah, it's when like I, the best one. Yeah. So it literally goes right off the bat and people like are cheering, you know, cause you, you wait until it, you know, it reads the, the title card and you're like, Oh yeah. Like it was so cool. Oh my God. That would have been so awesome. Oh, and there were parts to like the haunted mask that I didn't realize were as funny as they are. And when you're w- with a crowd, people are just like roaring and laughter. It was so funny. Oh my God. It was so good. But uh, Tim was there and they had like a whole art exhibit of like all his book covers, like on and paintings and everything. It was so cool. And then the next night they had Jack Black there for the movie wow. for the Goosebumps movie. I missed that. This would have been like the greatest thing of all time for me. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. like so bummed that. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I can talk about something that hasn't been scheduled. Right. Like something I just want to do. Yeah. I want to show some tales from the crib. You should. That would be really fun. That'd be crazy. Screening of. And honestly, John Casir would definitely come to that. Yeah. He's not a hard get, especially not these days. He would, he would definitely do it. I just think, you know, that show's a masterpiece. It would be so cool to show episodes. It's so cool. Yeah. I know it's a rights nightmare. I actually, one time I was, I was working at Warner brothers as like a stupid valet person. And, uh, John Casir walked out and he was, he had like a cast. He like broke his arm at one point. Huh. I don't know what happened, but I don't want to approach him because he looked really bummed. They broke his arm. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, there's the crypt, crypt keeper. He's walking away. Yeah, looking more <laughs> close to the grave, maybe. He's cool because he does like the the voice greetings. Like, yeah, I want him to do my voicemail. I want him to do it, too, but I have Steve-O as mine. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that same year as the Goosebumps thing, I had Steve-O, Steve-O do mine. So I'm Hard like, to change that. Hard to change yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. I'm not sure how much he charges for that. It's probably a lot. It's worth it. It's worth it. Whatever yeah. it is. Has anybody tried stealing from the store yet? Um, not in the literal sense, but I do have a funny story related to that. Love it. Um, so a guy came in one day taking pictures of everything. Of course. Like holding up tapes, picture, picture, picture. <laughs> now I'm on offer up a lot to <laughs> look for tapes and sell my own stuff he was not doing that right there i saw tapes coming up on offer up in uh, this like very clearly <laughs> in the store no this guy's way. listing them like and not buying them like he's listing them hoping that people will buy them in the next five minutes yeah and then he'll come <laughs> no and then he'll come back to the store and buy them that's crazy. And I looked at his page, and he had all this stuff from Blast in the Past, like Star Wars figures and whatever. That's crazy. And, yeah. So what we did was um, our friend Aaron, you know, the typewriter Aaron, <laughs> he um, messaged the guy and had – he was like, I want that, like, flubber VHS. Or so, like, some – the guy – the other thing is the guy's prices were outrageous. Like, he was picking up, like, like a flubber VHS and listing it for 50 bucks. Wow. And we would charge $5 for that in the store. So our friend Aaron had him come back the next day for Flubber. And of course we pulled Flubber. So he couldn't find it. Yeah. And then he comes back. He calls Aaron on the phone. He's like, uh, they don't have that one. They have other ones. He's sending him pictures of everything. And Aaron got him to buy a bunch of stuff. Uh-huh. Like that he'll never be able to flip. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, and then he thinking, ghost, ghosted him. And yeah, then he... of course. And then, <laughs> uh, I think we did end up telling or other Matt ended up telling him like, dude, like we know what you're doing. And it was funny because there were a bunch of people <laughs> in the store who 
we were like showing the offer up listings to like in real time as it was happening. That's insane. And they all just thought this guy was so stupid. And we like all caught him in the act. Amazing. Dude, so, I've always thought of that. People are, they live like that. Like that's a real thing. Yeah. But it's just like, it's so that's weird. like, uh, I don't know if that's literal crime or not. It's just, it's just stupid. And we shut it down. It's <laughs> we shut it down. I feel like it's more like he's like wasting your time and taking up your space. Like if you're not in there to buy something, don't just like don't just make it your operation. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's one thing if you like tell a friend like, hey, you know, Blasphem Pass has this figure for fifty bucks. Uh, you know, do you want me to buy it for you? That's different than like I'm gonna advertise this at ten times the price and right try to profit off of store inventory yeah so weird yeah but that's the only time somebody's i i mean like that. shit that i know of like somebody might have stuffed a tape down their pants but it's not been any rare titles that's good no no i would know if it was a rare title but if someone put uh you know gattaca down their pants or teaching mrs tingle <laughs> or something i might not have noticed i'm coming for your uh your mint killer clowns from outer space vhs it's gone I'm gonna find uh, it. <laughs> sold immediately. Oh, you actually sold it? Yeah. That really nice one? No, I kept that one. I sold oh. <laughs> I sold one that was also nice. I upgraded my Crazy. personal one. How much do those go for now? Because I know back when I checked they were like close to a hundred bucks or more. They've gone up quite a bit. Probably a lot. I sold that one I'll be honest, I sold that one to a friend for two fifty. Wow. So that's like And that's like really pristine. Than- yeah, though that's like less than it would go for. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't even know what the most I've paid for one is. The most I've paid for one is that. Yeah. 200 bucks. Wow. Yeah. That makes sense for that one. That's one of my favorite posters yeah. of all time. You have a cup of clowns right in front of us. I do. I have a, do you see this? The burning? Yeah, that's so cool. I've been looking at that the whole time. That is very rare. That's awesome to see. I, I bought actually all of these from the same dude. The carry one, the Bad News Bears, and the Burning were all the same guy. Can't remember where I found them. It probably was off Facebook. Were you at the summer camp slashathon at the Bev a couple, maybe a year or so ago? Probably. What, what played? Well, the Burning and Friday Part 2 and Sleepaway Camp 2. No, I wasn't. And Twisted Nightmare. No, I think I was out of town or something. It's one of my favorite marathons they've done, especially because I, so I predicted three out of four things. I was like, I know there's going to be a sleepaway camp on a Friday in the burning. Um, but the burning's uh, rare though. I mean, I, my friend, my friend that does terrors in Buffalo, he hasn't shown it and it was literally filmed there. <laughs> yeah. But that was cool to see that on film. Yeah. That's freaking it's rare. Young, uh, George Costanza. Yeah. Larry Alexander. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I actually, I know where that was shot and it's like, like no one knows. But this one dude that like I went to school with that was working at our Wegmans grocery store, I was talking to him and I was cashing out one day and he's like, oh, I know where that was shot. It was at this one camp and I, I can't remember which camp it was, but wish I could go there and super cool. Do a location video. Yeah, poster. Dude, that's tape is rare as hell. Fucking too. best. I don't think I hit. I don't. I definitely don't have the burning on VHS. I've never even seen one in person. It, I'm like a tape guy. It's not even available. It's available. It's just like at least a hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah. I would pay that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I had two copies of They Live and I didn't realize that's like worth something now. It is, yeah. I, I gave it to my producer that I worked with recently. That's fine. It's he not, was it's he not was like the burning or killer clowns or something. Well he told me he was like he was like, 
oh, you know what's my white whale? It's they live. And I'm like, dude, I have two copies of that. You want one? He's like, oh, like, yeah, that'd be amazing. But yo, this, do you want something for it? Because these go for a lot. Do you like your uh, <laughs> tapes to be signed? What do you mean? Like, do you just, get your tapes autographed? I have a bunch that are, yeah. Oh, well, after we do this, you could show me. But I, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I'm on the fence about it. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Yeah. I mean, if it was like the killer clowns, I probably wouldn't. No. Because that's just too cool. But like, yeah, I guess it really depends on how rare the tape is. Yeah, I agree. I have like not nothing crazy to, like that's signed. I have like Pet Cemetery signed and like by Mary or who? I actually don't remember. I I don't know if I got her. I was at that screening with that she was at. It was at like UCLA or something. I'd love to talk to her. She's New York based, so it's a little. Why don't tough. we get her for Be Kind? I've 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 reached out. I would ship in for her flight. Really? I would be so stoked if she came here. Yeah. That would be so cool. I just, uh, I I don't know how to get in touch with her, but I, uh, I'll keep trying. What? I mean, Nico and like any of the other people would probably know. I don't know. She did the second one too. I mean, she's a legend. She'd be cool. I love part two. Dude, I do too. So underrated. So underrated. I actually would love to get Eddie Furlong to come talk about Brain Scan. Oh, dude, I love I'm Brain a huge Scan. Brain Scan fan. Brain Scan's so good. Yeah, I'm always pushing that movie. Oh my god, dude, I I love Edward Furlong. The Trickster. Yes. There so, should have been a, like a seat. That should have been a franchise. It really should have been. They could have done a lot more with it. Or um, at least, there's a few things that's like. Let me ask you this. I know this is like, I'm not here to like interview you, but like. Oh, you you can do whatever. What, what uh. What like horror characters do you wish you had like an action figure of that don't exist? Because the trickster is definitely up there for me. Oh, just out of ones that there aren't action figures for? Yeah. Shit. I don't know. Honestly, back to Goosebumps. If it, if it was uh, the Bride of the Living Dummy, if that was a doll. Oh, cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Did you see um, uh, Trick or Treat is doing a line of Goosebumps figures that are coming out this year? I thought those were just masks. They're doing masks, but they're doing toys, too. No way. There's a haunted mask figure, like, holding the Carly Beth head. No, there's yeah. not. Yeah, there is. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Oh, my. I have to look this up right now. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's what I want more than anything is the fucking Carly Beth head. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I've seen a replica of it at a con or something, and that... I, that, I, I almost bought one at a con for like a disgusting amount of money. Really? My girlfriend at the time was giving me like the most. Like death stares? Yeah. Like it ended after that, but it would have ended there if I bought the, the Carly, Carly Beth head. And it was on a stick? Uh, Yeah. How much was it going for? Like 500 bucks. Wait, and this was just some random person Somebody made, made it? it? Like a monster palooza or something. Uh, <laughs> but it looked it looked on point. It looked as weird as it does in the show. That one looks like shit. It's so funny that, yeah, it's so funny that, like, the, in the plot of this, it's like a symbol of her mother's love that, like, cures her of the haunted mask. <laughs> and it's just like, why would your mom make a incredibly creepy bust that doesn't really look like you? I want to send that to Jim. And that's, like, the ultimate <laughs> symbol of love. <laughs> Dude, that head always reminded me of my sister. Did, she... you, did you find the figures? No, I'm looking it up right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, I think they're doing like a slappy and stuff too. That head reminded me of my sister because she had blonde hair like that. <laughs> Let's see. There. Trick or Treat is doing awesome stuff. They're they're just doing great licenses right now. Oh, these? No. Yeah, those. 
Where's oh, that's the Carly. Wait, but where's the stick? It's like an additional thing. I thought I, I thought there was one. I hope there is. I hope I didn't make that up. But it's the only issue I have with that. It's more like the book cover. Yeah, they're a book art. They're not from the show. I don't like that. Oh, really? It bums me out. Well, I don't know. Maybe they'll get to the ones from the show. That always bothered me because I'm such I'm way bigger on the show than I am in the books. So it's like, well, I like Tim's art. Oh, I love Tim's yeah. art. It's not like I don't like that. I just mean like if it's if it's slappy from the show, it's got to be slappy from the show. I have the toss masks in my house on display of the show slappy and yeah. the mask and stuff. I do love the book slappy though. I yeah. will say the art is so cool. Yeah, I didn't really. Oh my god, did you see that new shit that Disney? I watched about two minutes. Yeah, and I turned it off. I was like, I don't think I could do this. That was trash. It just was horrible writing. I don't know what they're thinking when they make something like that's a nostalgia thing for, like, like like you're ostensibly making this for people that like this thing. Why aren't you making it the Ge- way like that people geared toward like them? It? Yeah, yeah. It made no sense, and I was looking forward to it at least for like Justin Long. And I, didn't even, I don't even think I made it to him being in it. I <laughs> it skipped through it a bit. I saw how they did the haunted mask. She turns into like a full-on CG goblin. I hate that. Yeah. That sucks. It, it's not good. Ugh. <laughs> what about the haunted mask too? Great. Oh my I God, also have so that good. mask in my house. Is that pretty cool? Like the trick-or-treat mask? It's really good. Yeah. Okay. It's, you know what they should do? A f- or what they should have done? A feature-length movie that's just both parts of haunted mask as a movie like a theatrical film that'd be crazy yeah and then like take it seriously dude that those are so classic goosebumps like for whatever reason i think is still creepier than most horror movies there's something about it and i love just also the 90s vibe of it like that the color palette and like that kookiness the kind of like hip-hop soundtrack and stuff they finally um enjoy the ride records finally put out the soundtrack last right. year on vinyl and spotify and you can hear the goosebumps rap <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is this is the issue i have is why is there not a box set why why did they take all these episodes off of netflix all that's left on netflix i think are the two parters just the and, popular and ones. i think there's no um official licensed u.s release of all the episodes on disc there are a bunch of episodes on disc and i have them all yeah, and the, you can the rent them at Be Kind. The the Walmart bin. Um, they were pink <laughs> cases. Yeah. Um, I used to get those in the Walmart bins. I'd be like, oh, here's a new one. Yeah, but there's <laughs> no, as far as I know, like complete series that's not like UK. Or like or, bootlegged. Or bootlegged. It's fucking stupid. And, like, and the tapes, they certainly didn't make many on tape. Only a, a handful. How hard would it be for like Shout Factory to pick that up? I don't know about like the licensing and stuff. Like, yeah. I also know that there's not going to be like good transfers. Like I, I bet the original negatives are probably long lost in a Canadian vault somewhere. Probably. Uh, they were probably shot on 16. Yeah. Um, I, I was John Harrison, who I also interviewed, who's the director of Tales from the dark side of the movie. He was talking about how like the original negatives, like for tales are like long, long, long gone, like for the show. Like there's no right. way. Um, Cause he directed on the show too. There's no way that like, you're ever going to get better than the DVD quality for that. Yeah, which sucks. It's probably true of Goosebumps as well. But I wonder why would they take the episodes off of Netflix? What's the reason? That makes no sense to me. 
It could have something to do with Disney, like rights, having the rights or something. But I don't know why they would leave some of them on. Right, it's only the ones that were like on VHS that are still on there. Yeah, it seems like. Yeah, are you a fan of Old Story? Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, that one's a good one. The prune cookies. <laughs> and the, the there's some that were like exclusive to the show that were good, like that one and the Haunted House game. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah, you can get that one on the DVD. I have yeah. I had that one. Scary House or something. Yeah. Um Yeah, what's some other ones you like? Like what out of those? I'll episodes? tell you what was really a scary book to me that the episode isn't quite as scary as Shocker on Shock Street. Right. That book is horrifying. I really um, like that episode though. Yeah, it's a good one. Um but Why is the book scarier? There's a scene with like zombies in the book, mm-hmm. which was my first exposure to like zombies in any medium. Mm-hmm. And I remember like reading that as a kid and freaking out there's a scene where they're like rising from the grave and you i'm like, like oh my threw the book God. out the window yeah <laughs> um so that one scared me lawn gnomes scared me that's so funny uh what about the the pumpkins the attack of the jack lantern that one's a good one too that's, that's an eerie one freaking great cover yeah they, actually i want to get him to like design some band merch for me you think he, he would cost a lot for him yeah he, I think he does do commissions. I've like seen his he website does. and stuff. I don't, I don't. It, it might cost you, but yeah, it, I was thinking about. I it. bet he would do it if you know. Yeah. If you said the right number, I don't know. You got to get him for a screening or something. That'd be. Is fun. he in L.A.? He's not. I think he's Jersey or something. Let's fly him out. He Let's would fly do it. Out R.L. Stein. Dude, I, I would cry. I <laughs> I hate the fact that I've never been able to meet him. I've never met him. I have his signature on a few books. Incidentally, my friend found books at a thrift store that were signed by him. No way. And had like the ticket from the signing in them. Wow. Who would give that up? And sent them to me. What? Recently or how long ago? A couple years ago. Back when I went through the phase of completing, you know, I have all 62. I would freak out. And so I think I have one of the hardcover, like, like one of the like anthology ones. Okay. And ghost speech. And, oh, yeah. and maybe one other one. Like I didn't pick; they weren't the ones that I would have picked to sign. Yeah. I would have picked Haunted Mask and Horrorland all day. <laughs> yeah. but, um, Dude, Horrorland is the best. Yeah, and a great episode too. One of the best arts for sure. A great episode, but yeah, the one of the best. You know which poster. piece of art Tim didn't do? Yeah, stay out of the basement. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know my shit. Yeah, yeah we <laughs> talked about that on the episode. Yeah. Um. Fuck. You know what? I, I bet you a million dollars R.L. Stein doesn't like to fly. I, mean, I don't think I he's think done he West Coast. I think he just does like East Coast events. That's what I'm saying. I, I see him do these signings on his like Facebook and stuff all the time, and I'm like, damn it. Like, I almost want to like travel for it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be cool. That would be crazy if you can get him. Impossible. Why? I mean, nothing's impossible. Imagine showing the, like the show and you know all the, all the moments where he came in there. Like in like Night of the Living Dummy three. When oh, he's... hello! I'm R.L. Stein. Yeah, yeah. You, you look a little stiff. Well, while we're doing that, <laughs> we can have Ryan Gosling come out for Say you... Cheese and Die. I know, I yeah. know. Or Hayden Christensen from Night of the Living Dummy three. Yeah, that that is so funny. I I realized that only like a couple years ago that he was Anakin Skywalker. Zane. Zane. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of my favorite episodes. It's really scary. That episode really freaked that's me. That's one scary. of the best ones. I don't even. The care. fact that Slappy's like a man in a suit. It scary. adds this like uncanniness. It's so scary. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's. It just like brings back so many memories because I like my cousins, the Kerners, 
We used to like just have marathons of goosebumps. Like that's just what we did. And I rent them. And it was funny because you'd watch yeah. the same ones over and over again because you really only had access to what was on tape. True. Yeah. 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 I have all the tapes like right there. Um, but yeah, you got to collect them all. Yeah. There's a few that came out in other countries that didn't make their way over here. Which ones? Uh, like the mummy one. That was on VHS? Yeah. And not in America, but yeah. I didn't know that. Um, Can't, does it play on our players though, or is it like a different region? No, it's a pal tape. Okay, Mummy. Yeah, the Revenge of the Mummy. I think that one did. Really? That did make it onto a tape. Get um, out. Um, we get werewolf skin. That one scared me too. I love that one. Um, I actually recently, I'll brag about this, got the slipcase version of Haunted Mask on tape. Slip, not the clamshell. Really? It was like the screener version. They did that. Yeah, I didn't even know that. That's cool. I've been after that for a while. Is this what you're talking? No, that's a lamp. What the hell is that? I know a guy who makes those tape lamps. Casey, he's really cool. Uh huh. Trying to find that tape you're talking about. Why can't you find it? Honestly, I'll send it to you later. The Bride of the Living Dummy one is amazing. That one is a hard one. All the slipcase ones are hard to find. Horrorland and that one and Werewolf Skin. This one's only twenty five. Only for a Goosebumps tape. That's. That's more than steep. usual yeah <laughs> <laughs> more than usual <laughs> yeah that's so funny um for okay for those that don't know what's the going rate for your rentals what is it, like three or four bucks okay it's three dollars for five nights Amazing. for most things in the store and it's four dollars for two nights for like the newest shit like the holdovers or yeah uh past lives or whatever right and the holdovers i've noticed like releases have been a lot faster these days oh yeah it used to always be like three months now it's like two except for like oppenheimer yeah no one wanted you know the theatrical window he'll never let you get that one (laughs) (laughs) no no we have it in the store to rent oh it's out Um, now yeah it actually is a really (laughs) apparently is a really good selling 4k disc because he like supervised the disc himself and like good uh, apparently, like, if you're not going to see it in a theater, he wants you to see the 4K. Right. I'm going to watch it on... <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, the most irreverent thing I can... Like a Shrek CRT or something. <laughs> yeah. I loved Oppenheimer. That was really cool. Just all the performances, all the, all the actors they packed in there. So many guys. So many dudes. Um, yeah. Some really great sex scenes with... Uh, Cillian, or how do you say his name? Killian. Killian. I would, I would say Cillian, but it's definitely Killian. Yeah. There's some actors like that where it's like Rafe Fine is Ralph Fines, <laughs> where it's just like pronounced and it's like, huh, I guess that's how that is. Jake Gyllenhaal is not pronounced like that. Is it Gyllenhaal? No. Jake? It's Eula. Something. Nuh-uh. It's some weird pronunciation, I swear to God. It's weird. Huh. Um, foresee ever renting out the VHS tapes or will those continue to stay for sale only? Well, they're collector's items and it's like, I'm not going to rent someone say if I had the burning or something. Like, you can't risk it. Mm-hmm. You know, the tape snapping or somebody not returning it or whatever, whatever. Could Anything could happen to it. But what we have talked about, you know what a cut box is? Yeah. Um, cut box tapes for anybody listening that doesn't know. A sad like, excuse for a slipcover. Yeah, some idiot who should be killed one day <laughs> had the idea of cutting a slipcover on a VHS, 
so that it would fit in like a box that snaps open a clamshell I hate it and you know they would slide the art in the front sleeve kind of like a dvd cover i've found some rare tapes like in those and i won't even buy it yeah like body shop yeah oh well, you have one at the store yeah i bet but um it's uh they don't sell they do not sell right because collectors don't like them they've mutilated the art i don't want them in my personal collection there's yeah, only a few sucks. Mo- there's only a few movies that i have that are cut that i just don't feel like ponying up for not cut it would have to be like super rare and super affordable that's how i have Hausu, the japanese movie oh sweet uh, yeah that's worth it yeah i mean i'm okay with that there's not a lot of alternatives i'll take it but um <laughs> you know but it's got to be something like that but uh right. i uh i don't like them but so anyway we've thought about offering the cut boxes as rentals because they don't sell very well anyway that makes sense so if somebody, it would give me more incentive to like buy them and then we have them in the store and people can, if they want the experience of not, you know, they could rent them at the same price that they would, uh, you know, like, cause here's the thing. Hey, hey it, can I rent this one? No, no, no. You can only have the shitty one. <laughs> well, I mean, look, if you want to rent a rare movie, right. and you have a cut of it, rent it. But like, right. For sure. I think it's like with, it, there's a threshold, right? Where it's like, you're not going to rent men in black for three dollars when you can buy it for five dollars right right especially if you have a vcr totally but i think with like if you want to rent rare horror movies that's something we want to look into especially if the store expands yeah but you can't be letting out that uh killer clowns on vhs no no chance no (laughs) but actually um there's bootlegs of that now that are good really for there if if somebody just wants that movie on tape and they don't care if it's original you can buy it that's crazy yeah have you ever gone up to watsonville and checked out the locations from that one that's fun no i haven't that's cool um like the uh the gazebo still there oh cool where they do the puppet show yeah same exact spot the puppet yeah i got the little spirit yeah (laughs) i had to get those they seem to like do a new thing every year for that one i don't know if they i think that that's a big part of why that movie is having such a moment oh like Everyone, Universal's giving yeah, them their Yeah, I think their it's, it's a mix of Horror Nights and Spirit that have made that movie such a popular tape and such a, just a new classic, really. It's it's transcended, like, you know, Ghoulies-level cult status. I think it's like a mainstream horror movie now. I've been watching that one for over 20 years. Oh, yeah, I remember it as a kid. Midnight yeah. movie. Yeah, I just yeah. remember that, like, cover and, like, I, I think I first saw it in, like, 2003 or 2004. I think I saw it, I don't know, I remember being a kid, seeing it on a little CRT that we kept in our kitchen for my when my mom would cook. So good. Yeah. So crazy that they reused the costumes for Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, yeah, they repainted the clown faces with the trolls. It's so crazy, though, like when you never knew that, and then you realize it, and you're like, oh, wow, I see it. <laughs> well, the Kyotos are just amazing craftsmen. They they're did the great. Wall, great yeah. yeah, Yeah, they're very talented. Um, what's the most famous person that's come in just to look around or to rent a movie? Logic. Really? Yeah. What? Logic spent 400 bucks on VHS tapes one day. No way. Yeah. What? Any horror movies? I actually wasn't in the shop when it happened. Oh. So that's all that I know about it, really. But it, I know that it increased the followership of the store. Oh, I bet. Massively. And that people started calling from all over the country, trying to do interviews, and trying to work for the store. And so stuff. he promoted it then. He must have. He, uh, he posted it. Yeah. Like put like be kind. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. When was that? A couple years back. 
Um, well, the store hasn't been around for a couple of years yet, but um, it was only like a year and a half ago. Not even. How long has it been? Fourteen, going on fifteen months. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But um, feels like it's been a while, right? It but does. Yeah. Always been the caretaker. Um, I feel like since COVID, kind of like that was probably like uh like nine months ago the logic thing okay i just feel like once like covid kind of started to go away and we were like starting to get more you know justified to like being normal again Mm -hmm. we've packed so much into our lives since like going to so many events doing so many things that like time is like kind of slowing down yeah in a weird way i don't know Uh, or maybe just going too fast i don't know (laughs) But anybody else that you've seen that's pretty cool? Um, like famous or really like yeah. I have so many friends that come in that are just like my buddies and stuff. I mean Yeah, I don't know. Cool. In people. terms of like I mean it's the people that we bring in for the screenings, I guess, don't really count. But uh um Do they come back like just to shop? Oh, Tom Kenny came in. Oh, I love him. SpongeBob. Love him. Yeah. Um some of the people that have done the screenings, yeah, come back to shop. Ernie Reyes Jr you know, from um, Ninja Turtles and Surf Ninjas. Um, he's Kino and TMNT too. Yeah. We did the Surf Ninjas event with him. But the reason we did that event is because he just comes to the store. Wait, that's the kid from the, the Ooze one? Yeah, Kino. Okay, hell yeah. Yeah, he um, he's the lead in Surf Ninjas. He um, just comes to the store, um, like, to begin with. And that's how we set up the Surf Ninjas screening. That rocks. Um, yeah. He was like, I'm in. Yeah, and he and he still just comes back since. Nick has come in a few times since. I don't know if you got know this guy Andrew Bowser. He made a movie called Onyx the Fortuitous. Um, Onyx, really cool, like filmmaker. He he's come in um, a bunch of times. Likes to buy tapes and stuff. So, you know, I, I I am I I don't think anybody on like the level of like Obama has come in or whatever <laughs> your uh, yeah. most famous idea is, but it's um. It's definitely like been really cool to see pretty much anybody that appreciates tapes has made their way over to us. That's sick. I love to see that. But I'm just any like cool horror directors or actors just kind of walked in though, just on like a random whim. Yeah, yeah. There's a horror director named Rolf Knefsky who Fuck used yeah. to come in a lot. And um, so cool. Obviously, um, you know, tons of horror guys that we've invited in have shown up and uh no eli roths sean clark came in yeah sean clark yeah uh james balsamo has come in plenty of times both of them done the podcast yeah i know (laughs) sean Uh, Sean was like the second episode yeah (laughs) so there's definitely i think maybe ryan turek popped in at one point oh i'm sure um but uh yeah there the, there's been oh um david uh wiener um 80s horror doc okay he's come in Hell yeah. a few times um uh, so yeah it's it's been nice one time i was getting something framed i it might even i don't know if it was the burning no i think it was the bad news bears poster i was getting that framed i believe and there was a little halloween poster getting framed like at the same spot and i was like oh what the hell who came in for that He's like, oh, one of the producers of the new Halloween. <laughs> and I was like, who? He's like, Ryan Turek. <laughs> Which, who's your framer? Is it Doug? I can't remember who this was. I think this was in like Studio City. Oh, okay, don't worry about it. Maybe not. I don't know. This might have been like a one-off one I went to. I don't even remember. There's that. a guy named the Framing Devil, no, Doug, who not. does all the Mondo 
stuff for like all the serious collectors in town and he's amazing yeah i don't think it was him is that what the store is called framing devil it's not even like a store it's like his house his oh no business. no this was like a normal business but yeah he had like a cool print it's like an art thing um woo. do you guys ever think you guys would ever expand the shop yes like i know you guys are constantly getting new movies in there but yes like... the hope is to expand sooner rather than later it's just like that like tetris game of like yeah you know when is real estate going to open in the right place and like like it has to be in the area yeah. hopefully on magnolia right and it has to like make sense budget wise and you know really all that's up to the other mat but like yeah. um i think that it would be really awesome if it expanded because the rentals could expand then we could do things like tape rentals and stuff and obviously more tickets for the screenings too yeah yeah how much bigger are you thinking like twice the size that'd be awesome that'd, that'd be, be really cool it'd be really cool to have a space as big as larry's space or dell space or something like that it's just a matter of real estate or just as big as blockbuster bring it back yeah yeah i mean i it is limited in terms of <laughs> how small it is but i think that like that's part of the charm too yeah that'd be so cool i just miss being able to walk through all the aisles yeah i'll never get that back I mean, Vidius, Vidius is kind of the closest you'll get to that. Yeah. But that's yeah, a little I only different, went, I've though. only been there once. I went to a screening of Perfect Blue there, and I popped Ooh. into the video store for like a minute. Yeah. I didn't get to look around, though. Yeah, it was I'm a lot going, to I'm see. going back to Videotech tomorrow, though. Oh, really? Sweet. Yeah, got to return some rentals. Nice. I want to I go check that out. It's really awesome. Um, Is the screening room at Vidius good? I haven't seen a movie there. The Eagle. There's a big old theater. Yeah. They have a micro cinema there too, which I haven't seen. Yeah. But the Eagle's big. It's cavernous. It's kind of slanted downwards. You're kind of like almost like like tilting down at the screen. Interesting. Um Yeah. They I I hope they get a way to show film in there. Because right now it's digital only. Right. So I, I think they're working on it. That'd be cool. Yeah, and I was hearing there's like some audio issues at the Egyptian that they're working out. Oh really? I never noticed it though, mm-hmm. but people are like complaining about I it. I liked it. I think the killer sounded good. Yeah. Sleepwalker sounded good. That's all I've seen there yet I since s- it's reopened. I saw The Thing, Paris, Texas, and the Sergio Martino double. So you went to some of the 70 screenings that they did? I guess. Was that 70? Well, they did like a 70 I don't think that was. thing think... with like aliens and yeah, I don't think the thing returns. No, I think all these were just 35. Oh, okay. Pretty sure. But, um, Dude, I got torso signed by Sergio Martino. That's awesome. Dude, I went down. I I, I wasn't sure because he was like 90. So he's got to be like 90 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't even speak English. I'm like, the chances of this guy signing is probably slim to none. Mm-hmm. But I figured he might. Um, So I bought it off Amazon. I didn't even actually have torso. Um, Got it in the mail. Brought my little silver A shark. Blu-ray, right? Blu-ray. The arrow. Yeah. Yeah. On a tape. No, fuck yeah. no. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far with it. Yeah. Just in case I got snubbed. But yeah, like sure as shit, the the Q and A ended. They're like, "All right, we're we're gonna get off the stage and start the movie." And then sure as shit, I look down in, in the right hand corner, and there's like two or three people bringing sharpies out. And I just fly my ass down there because I'm like, it's got to be me too. <laughs> and uh, no joke, the lights just turn off because they're literally putting the movie wow. on. They didn't give any time for that whatsoever. So lights are off. Like you're basically fucked at that point. And then somebody in front of me decides to put their phone light on and save the day. And guess who that was? Eli Roth. <laughs> really? Just right next to me. Just, yeah. Did he want autographs? 
I know for a fact that they got autographs, but I think Sean Baker was right next to me too because he did get an autograph that night and he like posted about it the next day. Really? Wow. But dude, Jim got to go out to eat with all of them. He went out to eat with Sergio, Mick Garris, Eli Roth, and Sean Baker and his girlfriend. Pretty legendary crew. That's fucking insane. <laughs> but yeah, I know Sean got like a print signed and yeah, Eli definitely did. But it's kind of funny that like it was like me, them and like two other geeks just just geeking out over this guy. Like it wasn't it wasn't like your typical like, you know, 40 people are down there trying to get shit signed. It was just a couple of us. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I thought it would be bigger. <laughs> but dude, that was amazing. That that was like one of the coolest events I've gone to. In a very, I'm really sad that I missed it. Very it looked time. really awesome. I saw the pictures that Cinematic Void and stuff posted. Just imagine being in a room with 600 Giallo fans. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot more. And that's the power of LA. That's what I'm talking about. What LA has that nobody else yeah. has is like the ability to go to something like that, to see Torso yes. on the big screen with the director. Yeah. That doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. Yeah. So special. And the strange vice of Mrs. Ward, which is also very great. Um, that That's a weird one. They're, yeah. they're both very weird in the best ways. Yeah. But I had seen Torso like, a few times i think i saw it at new bev a couple years ago um but I, I remembered that wood scene i don't know if you remember where the girl's like yeah getting killed with like the scarf or whatever and it's like super muddy in there that is a good scene it's just very atmospheric really chilling um but let's see here have you been to the last blockbuster yet no the it's one in, in bend? oregon bend oregon no yeah. i haven't been i went you went to, did you go just for that? I, I actually went on this crazy road trip. I, uh, it was during COVID. It was, I can't remember if it was 2020 or 21. Huh. Must have been, I don't know. I guess it was 21. I don't know. Maybe it was 2020. All right, sorry. I just can't even remember. But we went, we went on a big road trip and we went to Utah and we did the Napoleon Dynamite filming locations oh, cool. in Idaho. And then we went to Bend, Oregon for the Blockbuster. I'm trying to think what else. Went to like San Francisco. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, but it was cool to see that. Because, you know, that is like the last one. I mean, there's there's none that are even in Alaska anymore. Those are gone too. They must have such a good like rental base. Like their, their people must be so loyal to them. Must be, yeah. Because I remember when I saw the doc about it, I was kind of like, you know, wondering like who is still renting from them. Now I totally get it. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I know these people. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't, do you foresee that going anywhere? It's hard to say. I think it's getting stronger. Yeah. I think the rental market, because of the way streaming has become so fragmented and things just go on and off of streaming all the time. Yeah. People really believe in physical media again. And I think it's easier in a way to like, just dude, literally um, I have been doing a lot of research for um, a project lately and I've been trying to stream stuff and I'm typing them into my smart TV and yeah. I can't find a lot of this stuff. And like, I, I, I literally just go to video tech and they have it and, right. and be kind has some of it too. And it's just like, that's awesome. Can like, I tell you an awesome cheat? Do you have Letterboxd? Yeah, of course. Do you have Letterboxd Pro or Patron? 
Uh, yeah, pro. Okay. Well, do you you know you can filter yeah, you, your. You can see the what's streaming on there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but yeah, that's what I'm saying is like I'm going through lists of obscure movies. Right. And they don't have a them. A lot any. of them aren't streaming. Right. And for sure, that's the power of physical media. Yeah. No, it totally is. Jim from Cinematic Void was talking with Nick on his podcast sort semi recently about how like discs degrade over time in like a road. But I don't think I've had that happen too much. Like I definitely have. Yeah, disc rot is real. Disc rot. Yeah. Like in what sense? Um, it's just like the where the laser goes can just like disintegrate or or whatever based on like the storing conditions or the heat or something. But like that won't it's always like tape happen. Mold. Yeah. And tapes are magnetic too, so like someday VHS just might not be playable at all. Right. But like I feel like most of my Blu-rays are still good. Yeah, your Blu-rays are fine. DVDs sometimes are weird. Yeah, I mean we you can resurface most discs. Yeah, you know, like you can buy a disc resurfacer and just fix it. Scrub them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know at least. Yeah, I think they're going to be around for a while. Yeah. I think like in our lifetime they'll probably still be good. Right. I just got the uh, the four flies and gray I velvet. I saw that. Yeah, super rare, and they had it at Sergio Martino they for had, sale. They had copies on their table. I'm like, wait, I thought this was. Out I of heard print. that. Who? I heard that a lot of these companies like, like will just like have stuff out of stock, but like really they have it. They're full they, of shit. They bring it to their events and stuff. Yeah, and I can tell you where they're gonna have it this week. They're gonna have it at CreepyCon. Oh, is that this week? That's yeah. Like, are you going February? I kind of want to. Is there something? there that you want to see or some actor that you want to see i wanted to get uh the guys from scream matthew lillard and oh you haven't uh, met them i know and i was actually at monster mania a couple of years back in uh whatever at the new jersey one and sean clark you know he's he's the buddy whatever he uh i, I told him because i had waited five hours to meet brad dorif fucking stupid late long line worth it though worth it but that was insane um and i did that and then i go to finally get in the line for matthew lillard and skeet Ulrich, and they capped the line a huge line but it was capped the scream lines are big big but then i i texted sean i was like hey man like they capped the line any way you can get me in there and i waited for like 20 minutes and you know i had i was already pretty much nearing the end of my day and at that point i was like fuck this Mm-hmm. And I just I left, and then like five minutes, twenty or maybe ten minutes after I left, um, Sean texted me, and he was like, "Oh yeah, just come over here." I'm like, "Ah, oh, I already left." Dang. <laughs> well, you have another opportunity. Those guys are still pretty young and healthy, and yeah, they'll be doing a lot of them. You going to CreepyCon? No, I don't think so. No, um, might be fun much, to walk around. Too much going on right now for me. Those two cons. Yeah, no, for sure. Do you have any favorite cons? The Halloween cons, for sure. Really? Yeah. Age 40, age 45. Those are so special. I don't know why, but like the first cons I ever went to... I mean, I definitely know why. The first cons I ever went to were the best for a reason. The prices were good. <laughs> I mean, my first cons were like what's, I, what's now called like dirt cons. Like, you know, I didn't go to big ones until SCCC. Right. Well, yeah. the, the ones that I used to go to aren't even a thing anymore. I think... Well, Erie Horror Film Festival might still be around, but it's a new owner, and I don't even think it's at the same theater. I think that place got demolished. 
but uh, the first convention I ever went to was called Horror Find in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and that was sweet. Wow. That was so cool. It was like 2011, um, and all the autographs were 20 bucks. everybody. So my first con was in 2003, maybe? Yeah, I was a little late to in, the cons. Uh, Florida. It's called okay. FX Con. Okay. Might still exist. Traveled just for that? No, no. I used to live out there. Oh. And I got um, Richard Kyle, who plays Jaws in James Bond. Hell yeah. And. Uh, oh, wait. You mean Happy Gilmore? Yeah. No way. Uh, yeah. And. Um, wanted to meet him so bad. Glenn Shaddix. Uh, who plays Otho in Beetlejuice and the mayor in Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah, who's since passed away. He's gone? Uh... And, and so is um, Jaws, actually. And I remember getting Jeremy Bullock, uh, Boba, Boba Fett, who's yeah. also passed away. He was. I've met him before. He's nice. Um, he was. <laughs> uh, and I, there's a really funny picture of me in like 05, Hexcon uh-huh. with Robert England, uh, pre-beard, Pre-hat, like a like a much yeah uh, younger version of me, just like cheesing with Robert when I'm like a kid, basically. Here's a question: Who's the rudest person you've ever met at a convention? Am I allowed to? Yeah, oh, fuck it, I'll person. give you mine if you give me yours. I don't think I've actually, thankfully, ever had like a really bad experience. Yeah, like I know some people can have really bad experiences, but. Thankfully, I don't think any I've, any of them have, like, scarred me. No, it's not that um, bad. But, like, who's been, like, snarky or just, like, rude or just didn't feel like... I kind of wanted more from Tom Savini, interaction-wise. Really? I, uh, he's a hero of mine. Yeah. No matter what. Obviously, Creepshow, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Even Maniac. Like, so so many things he's done are so iconic. And yeah. He kind of just, like, signed my Creepshow poster and just handed it back. And I don't know. I kind of hoped to talk to him a little bit more and i've i've heard that other people have had interactions like that or worse with him so. yeah he's definitely dry a little bit but i don't think i don't think you got to take that personally i think i don't know he's not a big he probably is very social like if you get him at the right moment or you talk about something interesting to him but yeah he's pretty quick about it and did he doesn't you, did you ever have a bad interaction oh yeah who um christy swanson she sucks Oh really? Yeah, she's horrible. What happened? I uh, I've said this so many times, so I don't even care. But uh, Niagara Falls Comic Con, I think like twenty thirteen, fourteen, or fifteen. I don't even remember now. Um, so in, in Canada, we go over there from Buffalo to meet all these people, and you know, I wasn't even trying to get her autograph. Like I literally just, we were just going around meeting people and and getting autographs, but just mm-hmm. you know, saying hi to pretty much everybody. Um. And I love Big Daddy, all right? I'm a huge Adam Sandler fan, mm-hmm. so naturally I wanted to meet the girl from Big Daddy. And that's all I asked her. I straight up was like, was like, hey, like, love your love your movies. Like, what was it like working with Adam Sandler? And she was like, she was like, oh, it was all right. Are you going to buy anything? And said it just like that. I'm not kidding. And the way she said that, like, as if I'm, like, holding up her day, like, it's not like I was like one of those crazy dudes that goes up there and just like stands there for 20 minutes and asks all these crazy questions. I asked one question, mm-hmm. one little question. And I even turned around when she said that. I like actually looked to see if there was a line. Two people behind me. 
Oh man. I'm like, I'm not holding anything up. Like that was the rudest thing I've ever heard. Some people are like too nice in the way that like, yeah. you can't get away from them. I hate that too. Like, I hate you, well, that. like you, you, you're like, cool. Thanks. You signed my thing, whatever. And then you're like, got to get to the other one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've Bye. had that. <laughs> I, even, I won't name names, but I even had somebody like kind of follow me from their table. No way. One time. What? And like, kind of just like, okay, I'm done interacting. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, these kinds of things are why I don't go to cons really anymore. I right. want to meet people, you know, in a professional capacity and like i uh i don't know i just i don't really get much out of it like spiritually at this point i it I, depends halloween though. is my thing i like i yeah halloween is the one thing i want to appreciate just as a fan yeah just like you know get autographs take pictures buy merchandise yeah i've allowed myself that and i'm i feel that way a bit about terrifier as well i'm super yeah. into terrifier but like i i don't want to go you know just hunting down all the dream warriors or whatever and yeah i've met them all but uh yeah i met ken yeah he's cool he's cool yeah no yeah it's collecting in general has gotten hard it's just too expensive i mean blu-rays are expensive now that was 50 bucks for the yeah items keep going up but i think people's spending capacity has gone way down i think the market has crashed on a lot of collectibles not tapes tapes keep you're going saying up. people are buying less yeah i i like you know figures and stuff too yeah I've, I've chilled on that i haven't bought any i've been good but um i used to buy them like crazy yeah and i think the, fi- the figure market has really crashed oh i bet because people got all their trump bucks and spent like crazy during, <laughs> during the lockdown right and now it's all gone and the economy's trash and uh you know people just aren't the the market for this like NECA mcfarland stuff is just not what it was but the tapes are up and up trump's gonna be president again you heard it here first that's what i'm hearing i mean i'm not a politics person and i don't choose a side but like that's what i've been hearing across the board is very likely um i mean i wouldn't be surprised yeah i don't follow it enough to know but like that's what i'm hearing yeah (laughs) you heard it here first yeah political (laughs) news from the (laughs) kellen talk show yeah um but yeah, no, autographs have gotten crazy out of control. I like it when it's like, I did the event. I put something together. Yes. I'm doing a screening for you. It's like your podcast. Like if yeah. I orchestrated a thing, I'll keep a little memory of that. Have somebody assign something for me, but I'm, I'm done, uh, you know, racing down to meet somebody money yeah. on it and stuff. I'm getting there. I'm definitely getting there. It's just, it's kind of a time and place, but. Yeah, even to think like that's why I'm like almost not gonna go to CreepyCon because it's like okay, well, fuck, it's gonna cost me like forty dollars probably just to get in. Then each signature is at least forty dollars. Oh no, no, no! Those guys are probably eighty dollars each for a scream. I would, I would guess those guys are minimally sixty bucks per autograph, and probably eighty at least, or probably more for a combo to get a picture with them. And I hate that more than anything. Like, if that's something I hate about this convention industry is that you have to pay extra for a picture. Like, motherfucker, I just paid $40 for your autograph. You can take a picture. Well, that's what's great about uh, Felissa and everyone involved in the Terrifier films is they appreciate the fans. They appreciate the money that they're spending. They appreciate how much they financed the movie. As they should. I love uh, Damien Leone and his work. Yeah. I think 
everyone involved in those movies is so terrific and so good to the fans. They're the best. And I can't wait for Terrifier 3. I'm so excited. It's my number one most anticipated movie of the year. So you love too. Loved it. I loved it so much. Even saw it on the re-release. I saw it five times in the theater. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I think four or five. I think it was five. Yeah, I love Terrifier. I just think it's so inspiring and unique and that's how i felt watching i felt i i always say this but like it felt like i like right when i watched it i was like i want to go and make movies with my friends like immediately when it ended i'm like i want to get back to that because that's what this is about it's just like he did it do it on a budget he he did the dream of just like literally pick up your bootstraps and just like get some friends together raise a little budget and he did all the effects himself and, and it's, it's so impressive it's so homemade but so good and just balls the walls and, and the effects are incredible yeah yeah the gore is like unlike anything i've ever seen it's unreal it's so good and he does he i mean he's definitely orchestrating a lot of that but who's the guy that does the effects oh i don't know forgot but i know i know damien's kind of like you know coaching it too a little yeah, bit he's so just he's brilliant yeah it's really good ideas too um do you think that's going to be a christmas horror movie though like it is is it actually like it's it's hard for me to tell it's coming out in like october apparently right that's why i don't but it it feels weird no they said it's a christmas movie they did you're right so it's kind of and the trailer thing that came on the re-release was like a christmas scene that's what i'm saying though i feel like there's definitely i i believe it's christmas because they definitely did say that but like i could also see them just doing a teaser that doesn't give anything away and that that's why it's christmas yeah but like yeah, that's cool that it's Christmas. I mean, it's, that's going to be sweet. Honestly, Christmas horror movies are cool because it gives people a reason to rewatch it every year. Yeah. With their, their Christmas watches. So that's good. Rewatchability is important. Um, let's see here. So, what do you think the horror industry needs to do to like stay relevant these days? And what's like some constructive criticism you could give to what's been coming out as of late? Hmm. Um, I feel like there's a lot of like grief porn type movies, like too many like movies that are just like focused on like trauma yeah, so and much. grief and like, like I feel like a lot of movies kind of like watched Harry Aster and like wanted to be like that. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of like wannabe A24 movies that are coming out now. And it's like, just have fun. Stop like trying to take everything like super, super seriously and make it about like, trauma and stuff like i i think there's a lack of like fun almost like like juvenile type horror but like for adults like right like i want to see something like goosebumps for adults like like people that grew up with that that has that right sense of fun and like whimsicality and like i want to see like slasher movies really make a comeback like art the clown is a step in the right direction i want to see like real right slasher movies make a comeback and i want to see like uh you know just a return to having some fun of like the, the vibe of 80s horror and even of yeah. like giallo horror and stuff from like other eras that worked go back to that because i think right. what is happening now is just like kind of up its own ass and kind of self-serious and i think a lot of horror movies just like don't kind of know like what they are or what they want to be now and right. um, it's been just kind of all over the place the last few years and I think we're seeing more and more movies like Suitable Flesh that are like, yeah, they know what they want to be, and they're like destroy all reverent yeah. of, uh, you know, a certain era. Yeah, destroy all neighbors kind of went for it too, and just did like a you know fun little horror comedy and more practical effects, please, like just please like stop please. CG, like oh everything, uh, yeah. more practical effects. I I don't know if I'm like allowed to 
Yes, what, you are. Whatever. You can say whatever you want on this let's, thing. Let's do less of these like conjuring type movies. Yes. Like the the that universe. Oh, I hate the, them. The nun verse. So bad. Fuck all those movies. Fucking terrible. Um, the first co- I like actually conjuring and conjuring two. Yeah, yeah. Both no, really good. good. Yeah, but well, uh, because James Wan is a really good filmmaker. Yeah, I don't like Malignant. Sorry, but like. I thought it was overrated. Yeah. Personally, I'm not a big fan. I of like one, and I like the last 15 minutes of that movie. But you can kind of see the twist coming, and then yeah. when it comes. It's like I'm a big Dead Silence believer. Yes, I love Dead Silence. Love Saw. Yeah, I um, love Lee Winnell. Oh, he's amazing. He's a great yeah. filmmaker. The first two Insidious are good. I'm excited. He's doing the Wolfman. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because his Invisible Man was awesome. I thought freaking great. I need to rewatch and Upgrade that. Upgrade is awesome. Upgrade's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So those guys are great. Juan yeah. and Winnell and stuff, but these. Geez, I don't really like the like the direction Juan's whatever, been going. What was the last? Fuck, there was some. It's Insidious was terrible, and like, people were this last one, and yeah. people were like, "Wow, Patrick Wilson directed it, and it made so much money." And it's it like, was bad, but it, how did this make so much money? It's awful. It was watchable, then, but I, I kind of remember hating three the most. I remember seeing three and being like, "What was the that? The fuck last is that? key? I don't know." No, that was four. Okay. Three was the one before it. With the old man. I don't even remember. I What's swear to God, guy? I saw it once. and uh, It was like a girl. Yeah. It was the main character. There's always a girl. Um, Like a young girl or something? <clears throat> it was bad. I didn't like the nun, either of them. No. La Llorona. La Llorona. I don't know. <laughs> bad. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Like, less of that. Less of, less of whatever the, like, one imitators are. Less of, like, PG-13 horror, too. Yeah. My God. Yeah. No, what's the point? Was FNAF PG-13? FNAF? I don't even know. Five Nights is. at Freddy's? Oh, I don't know. I didn't I watch didn't, that shit I didn't either. see it, but... Couldn't possibly catch me seeing that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, dude, January Horror, that needs, like, its own fucking subgenre. It's terrible. It's never been good. This is the worst yeah, time. If you're... Night Swim? Dude, I Did could, you see it? I couldn't, dude. That's about the equivalent of taking a shit in a pool. <laughs> that is looks so night, bad. Night Swim. Uh, there's a lot of stinkers coming out. You want to you want to hear my new horror movie? Um, guess what? Where it's gonna make a lot of money. It's about a toaster. Huh? And right when you make toast, like evil spirits come out. I'm gonna make a hundred million dollars from that. That, that sounds idea. like a full moon movie. Like, yeah. Like evil bong or something. exactly. Yeah. I want to be rich now. You have to hit up Charles Band. I'm gonna hit up Blumhouse. That. Yeah. Hey Blumhouse, let's have a meeting. <laughs> Dude, Blumhouse. I noticed that recently too. I mean, obviously everyone knows this, but like Blumhouse used to be sick. You used to go see horror movies and then you get a trailer from Blumhouse and you'd be like actually excited. Kind of like similarly excited to when you see like the A24 logo. You're like, all right, oh, cool. New Blumhouse. Now it's like the moment I see that logo, I'm like, fuck this movie, whatever it is. I mean, I I really like some of what they've done. Um, What's the last good one? Kind of tempted to say Halloween ends. Oh man, don't do um, it. But uh, that's okay. Uh, I, uh, you know, what's funny <laughs> is Blumhouse has the rights to Spawn. Todd McFarlane. Oh yeah. And um, I really respect Todd McFarlane as a comic creator, as a That'd personality. Cool. I just think he's so cool, and he's an amazing entrepreneur. And he he like changed the game for toys and comics. Wasn't Miko in that one, the original one? Who? Miko Hughes from Pet Cemetery. Wasn't he the kid in the he might have Spawn? Been. It's Michael Jai White. Yeah. Is the original Spawn. And John Leguizamo was the clown. Right. Um, but uh I uh I know that Todd McFarlane has a script for a new Spawn that he wanted Jamie Foxx to star in. 
in Blumhouse has the rights. And Todd McFarlane said the other day, if they don't make something this year, he's going to go to another studio. And I was thinking like, God, what a, oh yeah. yeah. What a tragedy that would be because that's a, that's a property that I love yeah, and a creator that I love. And it's just like, make that movie. Right. Don't make some, take five of your, you know, whatever horror movies, throw them away, put that budget on a spawn movie and make it awesome. Right. I don't even mean to shit on Blumhouse because I, I mean, I love Blumhouse, but I just like, I, I'm rallying for them. Like, let's stop with the bullshit. Like, let's make good movies. Did we, they do Megan? Megan was, was fun. one of theirs? Yeah. I liked Megan. Megan was fun. That's like a perfect example of a good January. I think it was January. Yeah. I saw it at the premiere at the Chinese in December. Oh, that probably was fun. And they did the dance. A bunch of girls came oh my out God. and did the dance. That's the so cool. Swift song. That's so cool. Yeah. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Like, I was like, I just thought it was good, you know? It was a fun, like, crowd pleaser. Yeah, exactly. Which is enough. Like, that's fine, you know? Abigail looks fun. The vampire girl. I know what you're talking about, Katie. She's like like a little vampire ballerina. They, the Melissa Barrera from Scream, I think, is in the movie. Okay. They are hired to kidnap this little girl or hold her ransom or something, and it turns out the little girl's a vampire. Interesting. Vampire. And it's like, they are hostages to her in a way. Okay. Looks cool. Can we find Catherine Long, by the way, from Haunted Mask? Because oh. that'd be very huge. We should get her. I think she's like a teacher or that's, something. That's why yeah. when you said ballerina, she teaches like ball, ballerina. Oh, really? Or ballet or whatever. Though. Yeah, I don't know what she's up to. I don't know how to reach out to her, but that would be, even if she could like zoom in or something. They're all can- Canadian. I have a dream of uh, getting Warren Beatty to zoom in and do Dick Tracy ah. <laughs> Q&A. Because you know he does those. Yeah. Tracy zooms in. That'd be cool. That'd be so cool to see live a live Q and A with him on Zoom in character at like ninety years old or whatever. That's hilarious. I once found um, fuck, what was the, what's that one kid from Goosebumps, the Bride of the Living Dummy, the friend, the big kid. What was his name? I don't know. I can't remember. I found him on Facebook at one point. Almost hit him up to the podcast. I was like, that would have been perfect. I'm Facebook friends with Jake Lloyd. Really? Anakin? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what he's up to, but... That'd be sick. Do a jingle all the way. Bring him in. Bring him in. (laughs) Do it in, like, April or something. Do some, like, random Christmas in April, Christmas in July. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, All right, I'll see here. Did you have any favorites of last year that stood out to you? Good transition, because we're kind of talking about it. The Killer was my favorite movie of 23. Okay, any horror that were good? I can't remember now. Um, gosh, my phone's over there with my letterbox. Um, I'll pull it up. Let's see. I, uh, let's see. Let's see. I loved Evil Dead Rise. I loved it. I liked it. I liked it a lot more the first time. I actually saw. I was like in one of the first audiences was, for it. I was in a test screening. At Me too. The Americana. Were you at that one? Americana. At the Glendale Americana. It must have been. Yeah. Yeah. It was like in June, right? And and I had no, it was way early. Yeah. I had no conception of. Yeah. We were at the same show. What we were getting into. I didn't know the mom angle. I didn't know anything about it. I was just like an evil dead movie. This is going to suck. That was the one where the guy, where there was like a standing ovation. Yeah. And they were like, don't change a fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was there. I was there. That was awesome. The guy was like, the guy was like, all right, uh, we're going to, you guys can pull your iPads out now and let us know what you thought of the movie. And the one guy stood up. He's like, why would we, why would we rate a perfect movie? 
Yeah, I <laughs> I really was juiced up by that. That screening was awesome. That was and one then, of the and best then ways. The Beyond to Fest screening was the second time I saw it, and that was awesome too. Yeah, where they had people. Did you go to that screening? I did. Yeah. Yeah, they had people like crawling on their hands and knees and like like acting yeah, possessed with the so makeup fun. on. Yeah. It was so cool. And we got the leg weenie, the bags of the Twizzlers, like the leg weenie. I will say, if if I was to rank the movies, that would be the last one. But of the they're evil all Deads. good though. The the fu- of all the Evil Dead's. Okay, I prefer that one to the Fade one. I really? Yeah. I I don't know the rem- the 2013 one's so good. When I when I saw it at the test screening, I was like, "Damn, this might actually rival that one." When I saw the Beyond Fest, I was like, "Yeah." There was something magical about that test screening where I it's, I don't know yeah, how, but different. the intensity was like, "Whoa!" Everyone was and, so into it. Yeah, and I don't know if like they somehow neutered it or something, but it did feel like the difference between like going to a rock concert and listening on Spotify somehow. Yeah, no, it was totally different. Um, um but yeah, that was awesome. Staffney. <laughs> um I love that. I yeah. love the mom. Uh I think the name is Alyssa Sutherland. Yeah. She was really good. Um I didn't really like this movie at all. Sick. Didn't see it. Yeah, that made me annoyed. I'm um, sorry. I can't do any COVID movies anymore either. Um, what else was horror last year? Megan. Like I said, there was the Pet Cemetery. Infinity Pool. Remake. Infinity Pool was okay. Pearl. I like Pearl. Oh, Pearl was amazing. Was Pearl 23? No. No, 22. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't know why it's on this list. Knock at the Cabin. That was trash. That was good. No, I liked it. Oh, but I... Batista was awesome in that. He was good. but I'm I... an M. Night fan. Yeah, I didn't like that movie. Um, did you see Harissa the Bone Woman? Huh? Harusa. I don't know what that is. <laughs> that that played, I think, Beyond Fest. Okay. Um, no, didn't. Scream Six sucked. I wasn't a fan. No. Yeah, worst one for sure. Um, Bo was afraid. I that can, was great. If you can count that, I finally saw it over Christmas break. It's awesome. I like it. Don't love the middle portion though. The, the wood stuff. Well, let me see this list. Skin of Marink. I think that's my least favorite movie I've ever seen. Really? I hated that. Really? So boring. It's boring as shit, but I feel like whenever like a creepy part happened, I was kind of with it. It was not, not. The Pope's Exorcist was fun. I'm looking at your list. Yeah, I didn't. I wanted to see that. Um, oh, I liked Renfield. That was fun. Yeah, I, I saw a screening with Cage. I was sitting really close to him, actually. Really? Yeah, like he was like right in front of me. It was kind of intense. This was bad. Dude, I thought this was bad. Did you like this? I was enjoying it. And then every time you see the monster, you're like, damn, this should have just been practical. We're talking about the... The Demeter. last, the last voyage Dracula of the boat. Demeter, Demet, Demeter, Dracula boat. Oh, dude, Exorcist was so fucking bad. I don't even have like thoughts on that movie. I saw it, but it like washed over me. I was so like zoned out. Yeah, it's the I'm worst. Watching it, Saw X. That was good. I had fun with that. I actually went to a Saw Patrol double feature. What was that? Like Paw Patrol, the kitty. Thing oh yeah, yeah. Saw. <laughs> we saw them back to back. Talk to me was really good. Talk to me is awesome. Talk to me was probably I one of the got best to do. Trailering trailers and marketing for that. Really? Yeah. Oh, Boogeyman. I hated that. Yeah, that was bad. Fucking bad. Uh, Dream Scenario is not a horror movie. Um, didn't love the new VHS. I didn't see that one. Yeah, not great. Yeah, it's pretty much everything. I kind of wanted Cobweb to be better. Totally killer. That was bad, too. I didn't see that one. Did you see Cobweb? Co- I didn't like Cobweb. I saw I, that. I, I heard it was an amazing script. Yeah. My friend, my co-writer, really hyped it up to me. And uh, I kind of just wished it was better. It wasn't awful, 
but it could have been better. My roommate's going crazy about this one, Lisa Frankenstein. It's coming out. I've not seen that one. I don't think it's out yet. No, it's not out yet, but it's supposed to be pretty hmm. decent. The Omen, you were saying. I want to see Madam Web. Madam what? This oh. trashy Sony. Oh fuck! That, that's the ugliest poster I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see it too. Hate Marvel though. I'm gonna be honest. I like the Sony ones because they're just like so low stakes and. Yeah. Oh, Thanksgiving was great. Yeah, Thanksgiving was a lot of fun. Great kills. Great, great kills. Unique killer. Eli Roth knows how to do it. And that one, you could tell, like, he knew what he was making. Mm-hmm. Not trying to do any wish-wash. She's just like, this is this is what it is. It's fun. It's throwback. Let's have fun with it. Love it. Good killer, too. Um, All right. What are, your, what are some of your holy grails? Like, what are some rare movies, rare autographs, or anything in between? Like, things that I want? That you have. That I have. That you currently own. Well, I have a Halloween poster that's signed by almost everybody, including Jamie. That's pretty cool. Same, but I don't have Jamie, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do you have Kyle Richards? I not on that. Okay. I have her on something else. Really? Oh um, my god. I have her on a thing that with uh, Nancy Loomis like on, on a picture. So is it true? I don't know if you know this. She she works at that place in Beverly Hills. I don't know. I, I don't. I never like stalked her or anything. I, okay. If she ever did a convention, I might have to go. But. So where did you get her then? Um, I bought it from someone online uh, who did a private signing. Okay. Because yeah. I've heard. I never met her. I've heard she's actually pretty cool. And if you like, stop by and you're not a total weirdo, that she'll sign. I don't. I don't know, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm down to try if you ever are. I would never do it by myself. But I want to get her on that poster. I need her and Jamie. That's it. I um I'd also like to meet a uh, Marion Chambers. Um, she didn't go to Halloween forty five. Yeah. I was sad that Erwin Yablons didn't go to Halloween forty five. I got him last time. Yeah. I you know why didn't you get him last time? I wasn't like hardcore in at age forty. I wasn't there yet. And um. And just collecting. Yeah, uh. and then um, who else? I feel like there's like. Maybe no. There I was a couple that dropped. I don't have Brian Andrews. Um, I got him. I have him on a eight by ten, but I don't have him on my poster. Did, they, did you order the eight by ten from him on Facebook? No, I got it from some guy who knows him. Oh, that's who hilarious. Has a ton of his autographs. I would love to get one from him now, but I, I know he's like he's been going through it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. The <laughs> that's a funny story actually, because he was definitely going through it back then, but um at the convention that weekend he was supposed to appear like he was supposed to have a table set up his autographs out like, i heard about this and this he just like a famous story yeah he just didn't show right and then i'm just walking around the convention there he is just walking around like just walking around and i had my poster on me i was like hey brian and i think he might have even already been signing somebody else's thing and i spotted him i don't remember but he signed and he signed for free he didn't even ask for anything i was like well, holy shit and yeah only a couple of us got him but He's got a really not great autograph. I know I have it. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Kind of terrible. <laughs> That's My, okay. mine didn't come out that bad, but I've seen some pretty bad ones. But either way, you got to get them on there. Yeah. You know? But um, yeah. What did you like more, forty or forty-five? That's a really tough question because forty was kind of magical. Yeah. Because I was so new to the whole thing and it didn't even feel like that big in a way where it felt like you could just kind of walk around and do stuff and like 
Mondo was just selling posters and like, like just like kind of like serendipitous things. I basically went with 500 bucks, yeah. no expectations, yeah. spent all my money <laughs> and like it, it's like it jump started me doing this kind of thing. Yeah. And I had a blast. 45, I went with like a military operation level plan with <laughs> tons of people that I knew. That's so fun. Friends that flew into town. Like, like the difference in five years was like day. knowing 50 people there yeah. and spending five times as much money. Yeah. And like, uh, just like going with like just a massive plan. But you know what was, I'll tell you what was really nice about 45 is like, so I, kind of like have been disengaged with this like side of myself for a while like yeah toys and collecting and like like i am really like career focused right now and like mm -hmm. like i said halloween is the one thing that i can like really nerd out on right and i saved it up all year i didn't go to any cons otherwise in 23 and yeah. i knew that was the one yeah so i saved up a, a huge budget to do yeah. it and I made a ton of plans and I went with a ton of friends and I did have a blast doing it. And like it was, it allowed me to like connect with my hobby in this like compartmentalized way that I had like tucked away for the whole year previously. Mm -hmm. And I could go that weekend and have a fucking blast. Just not worry about and it. And then just put it back in a compartment. Yeah. But it like that one weekend to really connect again with that side of myself, I think was really important and therapeutic for me. Right. Did you get the, um, I know you did, you got a lot of art prints. Did you get the Jason one that like the big purple one? Yeah. <sighs> Why did I not grab that? I, I was there. I could have got handed it. one to me in a parking lot. Yeah. Was that the one for you? No, that was for Travis. That I got mine true. at the show. Is um, the, how much are those going for now? Cause I, I don't, I don't look, I just put it in a portfolio like a madman. Oh, you don't even hang it. No. Oh, where you, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm so confused. I just have like so many prints that I just like. You put it in like an area? Like stash it away like a. Oh my God. Like a hoarder. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I wanted to frame that one. I have so many prints that aren't framed that are just like stuff it in the file. <laughs> yeah. Well, so does Sean Baker, the director. He, he's been collecting movie posters since he was like a kid. Yeah. And he like just has a huge poster collection, so he'll just like keep changing them out of the frame and just put new ones up on the wall. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Not a lot of people do that. So I don't know. I I uh, my main priority there was the Atkins figure, and I have <laughs> three of them. I had to buy one for my friend Peter, and I sent that to New York. Yeah. 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 They sold out fast the first day. Yeah, I was in though on the VIP. We were in line at like six a.m. We got that damn thing. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Did you get it signed by him? I got a lot of them signed by him. Yeah. Like for me and friends and whatever. Yeah. That's hysterically. Um, let's see here. So what are your uh, plans and goals for 2024, whether that be personally or with the shop? I really want to expand my uh, screenings. I want to do bigger screenings. I want to do more. I want to do at least one screening a month. Yeah. Um, and I have certain guests that I 
don't even want to say because like, I don't want to like jinx it. Like jinx it, yeah. certain jests that I want to have that I would, it's like dream screenings. Yeah. And I want to finish a couple of my scripts too. I write and uh, yeah. I, I, we all do. And like, I, <laughs> of course I want to like finish some projects. If you well. ever want to bounce ideas off, I'm always willing to do that. That would be awesome. And I, I've been looking for that too, because I'm so, do you like, do you get like writer, not only writer's block, but like, do you find it hard to like sit down and write sometimes? I do. I think I have to be in like a certain, like, like I create these conditions for myself that make it impossible. Okay. Where it's like, it has to be daytime, has to be in a certain place, can't be at my house, has to be like at the library, like, you know, the right mood, right amount of coffee. Like. It's the same way I am. I, I was doing that for the longest time this summer. I was going to the Burbank library. I go the to the Grand library in Glendale, the mansion one up on the hill. Oh, I've never been. It's beautiful. It's like an old, it's a, it's like a spooky old mansion on a hilltop. What the fuck? Right near you. What's right, it called? Right near you in Glendale. It's called the Brand Library, an arts center. It's like a beautiful museum garden library. And you find it to be easier to like write there? And it's a haunted there? mansion inside. And that's where I do all my work. Yeah. And it's and it's easier to do it yeah, at the library? Because it's like if I'm going somewhere, if I'm leaving my house, yeah, then I'll feel stupid if I don't get work done. <laughs> but in my house, I'm just surrounded by toys and books and whatever and I yeah get anything done it's true i feel the same way i mean i was trying for a little bit to be like all right i'm gonna write one scene a day and that's kind of hard it's hard to keep to it yeah it's hard like you just can't muster it every day so that's why a lot of people have like writing teams where it's like two guys that just work together because it's like you have to get it done you have to be a team so i finished one feature in 23 sick it's we just had a table read a couple days ago. Fuck yeah! And then I'm almost uh, finished with another that I wrote with one of my writing partners, Cyrus Arnold. Nice. I don't know if you met him. He comes to the shop a lot. That sounds familiar. Well, he's a really cool guy. And, Sick. Yeah, and so uh, we're gonna go back to that one soon. It's very much in the. I, I'm definitely not here to like plug spec scripts, but like. No, it's cool. It's though. very much like in the vein of what I was talking about, like goosebumps for adults. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So the two that I'm writing, which I'll spill the beans because whatever, no one's ever going to see it. <laughs> um, I'm writing one um, that's like a giallo kind of inspired, but it's like got a little found footage aspect to it too. It's like this couple moves into this house and they find these uh, videotapes underneath the floorboards of like a murder that took oh, place tapes. there. Yeah, and uh, there's this whole thing with I probably shouldn't say the whole thing because that'd be stupid. But, that sounds cool though. But yeah, it's like the girl's like a professor at this local college. She's like a film professor, and the husband doesn't have a job yet, and they just like move to this town. And then, you know, there's like a killer that resurfaces based off the VHS tapes. Yeah, it's like it's like this whole thing. I mean, it has VHS in it, so it's cool. Yeah, you know where to screen it when you make it. Exactly. <laughs> And then the, my other one's about this guy that's like growing these monsters out of his garden. Also very goosebumps. Yeah, exactly. Stay out of the basement. That's what I'm saying. That's like what we grew up with, and that's why we write the way that we do. Bring that shit back. We need to. Horror is so fucking cool, and the fact that anybody can really do it that like puts the work in, like that's cool. doesn't matter what your budget is. like You can do it. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's what's really important like like even bill lustig was talking about that like maniac was made for like nothing right he just went out and did it maniac cop probably needed much more of a budget for all yeah, the stunts he and talked stuff. about financing it and yeah million dollars they went and did it that's how much it was 
Yeah, I think so. And Larry Cohen, wow. of course, the great pitch man, Larry Cohen, you know, came up with the story with him. The king of guerrilla filmmaking. Yeah. That that is an amazing documentary. The one on him. Oh yeah. King Cohen. Yeah. So good. I love him. I love uh stuff. And I will have to show you my bedroom. Q. I have an original stuff poster. Oh wow. With with a in theaters now sticker still on it. Oh, that's so cool. And I also got it from the same collector. I don't know who that guy was. I always think about him. I'm like, why didn't I get more? One of my <laughs> friends has an original container with the drop. Really? Yeah. Like from the movie? Yeah. How the hell did he get that? He collects big game stuff. Holy shit. Yeah. That's cool. I just want to get like a replica of it, honestly. They make them. You can get it. I see or whatever. There was like Eat a cool- ice cream out of it. Yeah, there was like a cool like horror like recipe chick that was like on TikTok or Instagram a couple of years ago. I saw. Oh my god! That did the stuff. Did you ever watch that Christine McConnell show on Netflix? Maybe it was so good. I wish that that would have continued. What was that? It was called the Curious Creations of Christine McConnell, and it's this woman who kind of has like this like very like sensuous like asmr kind of voice like she has like a very chill demeanor <laughs> and she makes creepy like desserts like sweets and cookies and cakes and stuff that's sick with creepy puppets she has these little, like like little creepy undead animal puppets with her and she bakes uh in a haunted house like she lives in a haunted house and she bakes with these puppets and she makes like spider cakes and stuff and this show was so relaxing that sounds amazing my vibe i really wish it had continued Ah, i'm trying to find i'm trying to show you something i made these uh from the same girl who did that stuff thing oh it came right up so (laughs) she had this awesome tales from the crypt recipe or maybe it wasn't tales from the crypt i think my friend was showing demon knight so i made i made it tales from the crypt but like I made ground beef. But it's like candy? It's Rice Krispies. Oh, that's so awesome. And it looks like meat. Yeah, that's the only kind of ground beef I could have. It's so good. I got to make these. I'll make one of these for your screenings. Please. But like, look at how real it looks. We should have like a special fun snack for one of these. Yeah. And I put like food dye on the saran wrap so it makes it look like there's blood inside. That's awesome. It looks so cool. It was so fun. It looks legit. It does. I know it's like gross to even I'd look fall at. For it. Yeah, I want to remind myself to do that. But uh, yeah, no, let's definitely do that. All right, we got a couple more, and then we got the speed round. All right. So those your your plans and goals was just to write, right? Right, and more screenings. More screenings. Perfect. Same. Literally. Um. So you're a major Halloween three fan. It's been really, really, really nice to see the resurgence of that film in the last 10 years. People used to truly hate that one. Um, but you have a pretty great collection of memorabilia. So why do you connect with that one so personally? I think because like when I was first getting into Halloween, I was like, what is this? Like, There's this one called Season of the Witch, and it's not Michael Myers. And it kind of like right. was this like unseen. Like I knew I wanted to see it someday Yeah, kind of thing. And then when I first saw it, my reaction to it was like, that was weird as fuck. That's right. like the weirdest movie I've ever seen. Totally. Because like, it's not just, it's not just that it's not Michael Myers. It's weird. Yeah. It's unique. It's a strange premise. The, the warlock, an Irish wizard, stole Stonehenge and made microchips out of it and put them in Halloween masks to 
turn kids' heads into bugs and snakes with a TV broadcast with a with a weird song. And and then you have your protagonist isn't like, you know, your average leading man or even like a scream queen like Jamie. It's Tom Atkins. You know, right. Salt of the earth, you know, Pittsburgh glad handing Tom Atkins. So it's uh and he's and he's sleeping with a girl that's half his age. And it, it's just like it's a mix of how unique it is and then the the song is so good the you know the little london bridge riff that uh uh, uh tommy lee wallace and alan alan howarth did and um i uh it's it's a mix of how unique the premise is atkins power yeah uh the masks themselves i love i think the masks are like a perfect encapsulation of like halloween americana like, like vintage halloween yeah, vintage halloween great color palette yeah great color palette and the shamrock it's just so unique there's nothing else like it it's one of the coolest premises ever and the fact that it lives under the banner of the halloween franchise makes it even better it's like here's this awesome little movie and it's a halloween movie sort of yeah you know it's just it's it's the best i, I can't even like put it into words but i just think it's so cool. The masks are so good. It's so, the vibe is so pleasant. The music is so good. Atkins rules the scene with the kid getting his head ripped up in front of the TV is one of the most powerful scenes in any horror movie. I think it's too good. Uh, Conal Cochran is awesome. Awesome villain. Um, Dan O'Hurley. I, I just love it so much. I, I can't even like quite articulate why I love it so much. I just think it's, it's one of those movies that I go crazy for. Anytime I see anything Halloween 3, I need it. A cup, a magnet. I just bought a Betamax of it the other day. Right. So good, man. So sad that they... Uh, they tore it down. They fucking tore down the Yeah, the I've been planning a trip. They tore it down. Same. Actually, yeah. it's so far up there in Northern California. Yeah, but it would have been more... If I had known they were going to tear it down, I would go. Is it gone now? Is it done? I don't know. Ugh. You know what else? And I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm gone anyway. Um... The Wallace house from Halloween was getting completely renovated. And oh, I, I went, I took a, I took pieces of wood out of the dumpster. Did you actually? I, I was like, trying to get the post. I wanted to get the post from I the. I have the, some of the wood f moldings, like the fixtures. No way. Yeah. Willing to give any away? I did actually. You did? I only have one left. Uh, I gave some away at a damn. Halloween party. Amazing. Um, and I've been in that house before they renovated it. They did a. Really? A state sale. Um, <laughs> Amazing. 22 i think no way and me and a bunch of the halloween nerds went and we were walking up and down the stairs hiding in the closet like no way photo op with it are you kidding me no and the people that were running the estate so were like rolling their eyes so hard because everyone that was there was doing that shit <laughs> i bought their vcr did they know oh yeah they fucking yeah knew. i there's pictures of me like in the closet like the coat hanger and it, like <laughs> amazing i went nuts wasn't that in a different house that I can't remember. It wasn't like some of well, the interior. It's in the same place. Like it's the same, the big window with the closet and the stairs. Like, right. All that to say, I explored every inch of that house. That's so cool. Yeah. I just know that some of those houses were like exterior, interior. Like, it's... I've never been inside the Myers house. I did. Oh, really? How'd you get in? I snuck in. Really? I did. I swear to God. So I was with my friend. It was in the middle of the fucking day. I'm not kidding you. Mm -hmm. And you know, they were just like, don't step, don't, don't stand on the porch. And people, yeah, yeah. people do anyway to get pictures. 
Well, I'm with my friend, and he was living with me at the time from Buffalo. And he's crazy like this, too. So, like, this wasn't something unusual for him to want to do. But I was like, oh, let's, like, see if the if the door's open. Just to see. And it opened, right? Opened, and nobody was there. Like, it was absolutely dead. And I'm like, what the hell? Why is this open? And I think it was on, like, the weekend. So, obviously, nobody's there because nobody's working, right? Mm-hmm. Wrong. So we go, I get, I get a picture on the staircase of me sitting there, um, which I'll show you in a second, but, um, we get our pictures on the staircase and then we decide obviously to go upstairs because obviously, and it, right when we get to like the top of the stairs, somebody comes out of that first office, like with, the one at the bottom of the stairs, like the stained glass window, the one like right when you walk in on your left. Okay. Which is that Michael Dory? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been in there. But um comes out I don't I don't know if they heard us or not. Like I don't even know. But didn't phase them whatsoever cuz they didn't come looking for us. They just went walked through the bottom of the house and then went back in the office and just closed the door. And we like hightailed it out of there. Oh my god. And it was epic. And I actually have it on video. But um it was so cool. Yeah, it was sweet. I don't know why. Oh, here's the video. <laughs> I don't know why that's not like something people can do. Yeah, watch this. Oh my God, they're wearing like a robe. That's my friend. Yeah. Oh. He was on American Idol. He's crazy. That's a whole other story. He's just hilarious. That's literally how he dressed every day. So like nerve wracking. They're shooting up. Did you hear? Oh wow! Yeah, I heard it. You heard it. That's yeah. That's when. That's when they came out. Oh my god. That could have ended probably badly. Yeah. I mean, would they have called the cops? Maybe. Would we have stayed? No. We would have ran. Yeah. But. Yeah. No regrets. I feel like fuck them. Like why? Why aren't they doing tours? Like you're in the Myers house. At least do a tour once a year. Cost yeah. twenty bucks, fifty bucks, whatever you want to charge. The line You'll... would be awful. Yeah, but yeah. they'd make a fortune, and it's like you'd make people happy. Like, why can't you do yeah. it? Why do we gotta like own the Myers house and then just like not let anybody in? That makes me mad. Yeah. Like, unless it's somebody's house, I understand that, but it's not. It's a business. I would definitely go. Everybody would. Yeah. And you could make it super easy too. It's like, you know, a couple people at a time. You know, it's so fast to walk in and out of there. You saw. Yeah. I mean, it takes two seconds, literally. Um, makes no sense. But they should do that. But I'm I'm a big fan of just going over to Pasadena and just doing anything. Yeah, I go there all the time. Right. I was at the Hedge the other day. I was at the Lori House the other day. The it never gets Michael old. Michael House. The Lori House, by the way, somebody bought it. Yeah. It sold recently, I think, for $2 million. I know. Bianca was the girl that lived there before. She was so nice. They, um, well, now... You could never like see into that big top floor window. Oh, you can now? They took out whatever curtains or blinds. You can see all the way in. So her bedroom, right? You can see the bedroom perfectly clearly right now. No way. It's completely exposed. As of like last week, you're saying? I was there two days ago. Okay. I was there, yeah, after Christmas. I brought my mom when she was in town. Go go again soon because you can see the whole bedroom. Okay, Like from the street. I absolutely will. Um, all right, let's see here. So did that Friday the 13th series get canceled? They can that? I hope so. Really? The prequel one? I don't know. I hope so. Fuck that shit. 
Yeah. Jason's Make a stupid. movie. That's low rent. Dude, I know Tommy McLaughlin from Six. Yeah. Director of Six. Yeah. Of he course. was actually my first guest oh, for really? first episode ever on this podcast. Oh, wow. Um, but I know he wrote another pod or no, podcast. I know he wrote another script that he wanted to get made. And I feel like, you know, I mean, he might be past his time directing, but I, it sounded cool. That would be cool though. Yeah. It, it was like all, all female, which I don't know why that was, but, um, it was like an all female winter Jason something. That sounds cool. Winter like, Jason. Yeah. Like winter time, Jason. Winter kills Jason. Snow, winter kills snowy. Yeah. yeah, that sounded cool. Crystal Lake in the winter. I mean, yeah, hey. I don't know. I want more. I want movies. I don't want shows. I don't want shows either. Halloween's gonna be a show now. Shows. Can you imagine Halloween as a show? I uh, hate TV. I hate not, it too. Not entirely. I like a lot of it, but it's you don't want to have to watch. I don't, watch I don't want whole. my favorite things to be turned into shows. Yeah, and I don't like cliffhangers either. Yeah, it makes me mad. And it's like, well, just make us like a series of films. Keep them going. Exactly. Yeah. I think they should honestly continue Halloween with Daniel Harris because you can. Why not? Yeah. You can easily go back and just rewrite it somehow. Retcon it kind of or like a splinter point, like a different point of history where it's like a continuation of five. um, Well, or four. Right. Where she does become the killer. That was such a that's one of my most i feel like if you're watching these movies from a quality standpoint and you get to four you're like okay she's gonna make the killer in the next one and then five you're like what the fuck is this yeah that's when you become a when you graduate from a casual yeah like film watcher into like a true halloween nerd is when you love halloween five i think that's like the litmus test movie of I, I actually do like Halloween five. I do. I love it. But I do. And I didn't used to. They pretty much get everything wrong with it. They do. But but that's <laughs> what I'm saying is like, that's when you yeah. that's when you're a real fan is when you yeah. start to love Halloween five. I love the goofy Nicolas Cage mask. I love the goofy cops, everything about it. the goofy cops with their funny sound effects. I love the laundry shoot scenes. Cookie great. woman. The scythe. Yeah. Yes. Great. The The one. Yeah. The guy that gets whatever to the face. The brute mask. Yes. Yeah. So good. Tina. Tina? Yeah. Or what's the, what's the funny, Wendy Kaplan? Yeah. She's real funny in that and crazy. Um, Five is just super dark. I mean, they fuck, they butchered the the Myers house. Oh, yeah. I've gone to see that. I've gone. Isn't that in like Utah or something? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, I've done all four, five, and six. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm not a big six guy. Curse. I'm not. No. I remember for a long time people said the producer's cut was better. It's not. It's even worse. They're bad. Yeah. The only thing that the opening of six is awesome. The thing that six does better than any other Halloween though is it definitely has the best fall vibes. It has the vibes. It totally does. I think eighteen has great vibes. Yeah. Um, four. Oh, the opening of four is the best. I hate eighteen vibes. though. I really don't like it. Really? It sucks. I mean, it's just it's like a mixed bag. Like, there's a couple of good things about it. Myers is kind of cool at times. I'm but, a fan of the Gordon Green ones. Oh man, I can't stand them. <laughs> I don't even like. I, hate, I can do a whole separate podcast. On hate this. Jamie Lee Curtis in all three. Wow. I I really think she's blowing it. I mean, I love drunk Lori in H two O. 
way more realistic. I don't like H2O that much. I'll say that's one of my that, That's fine. That's one of my least favorite ones, is H2O. And I know a lot of people love it, but that's Right. Like, but her, the way it's not even about the movie though, it's the way she played like mm-hmm. like trauma. like a vulnerable, traumatic, yeah. drunk person. It felt so much more realistic. Wait, what's your least favorite Halloween movie overall? Uh, ends. Yeah. It ends? Easily. Okay. And I mean, probably Resurrection next, but I like Resurrection though. It's for fun. Nostalgia it's reasons. It's so funny. Yeah. I was cackling the last time I watched it. Rob Zombies are way better than David Gordon Green's, I think. So those are my least favorite, I think. Well, not not both of them. The first one I like a lot. Two specifically, I don't like. Yeah, but two's got some great kills, though. The opening scene is great. Great. Yeah. Yeah, it gets it, it definitely gets bizarre. So he was supposed to have three films. It was supposed to be... I mean, it, I, I heard the script to Halloween 3D was really good, actually. Hmm. Um, you can you can actually view that online. I haven't read it yet. Um, oh, I'd read that. That's kind of cool to think about. Yeah, no, it's on there. Um, but yeah, when he was making the first one, the Weinstein's were up his ass, big time. Mm-hmm. And he had a three picture deal with the Weinstein company, and because they were so up his ass, and like Bob Weinstein or whatever was so like mean to him on the phone every day, they were like. Like he would like send them a cut of the movie and this and the guy would be like, Yeah, this is shit. This sucks. This is so bad. And then it became like the best selling Labor Day weekend movie of all time. Huh. It it and it stayed that until recently. Like Halloween? How Rob Zombie's Halloween was the best selling Labor Day success for like fifteen years straight. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but that was that movie was a success in the box office and then the second one came around and he was like, Hey, I'll only do this one. If you get me out of my contract with you guys. So I don't have to do another movie. I actually, um, have never seen his part two in a theater. I was going to go when they showed it at the Gallup three recently. I went. And then I think they did the John Woo the same night at the arrow. And I did that instead for silent night, Uh, which wasn't very good in my opinion. It was okay. It was like, whatever. Yeah, bad. <laughs> um, I actually saw Halloween two in the theater for the first time on the original run in San Diego. Oh wow! I was out here for the very first time, first ever trip out here. Um, that was your first California movie. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Mine was. I'm uh, sure I saw other stuff, but I think mine it was, was Iron Man two. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Iron Man. Iron Man two. I'm pretty sure, unless it was Iron Man 1, I think it was Iron Man 2, we saw like a midnight screening. I fell asleep right away. That was the way to see those back when they were fun. Oh, midnights. Yeah, midnights were special. But I was younger then. It was like too much school and everything. You get too tired. Um, Halloween. What were we saying? I don't know. But we were just talking. Oh, Rob. Yeah, yeah. So I love uh, corpses and rejects and stuff, but his Halloweens are just not my Michael Myers. Right. You like Lord of Salem? It's pretty good, yeah. I like Lord of Salem. I think that's good. Oh, random, not to brag, but Rob Zombie once followed me on Instagram. Once? Not not, not anymore? No, and it wasn't my personal. I mean, it was my personal. I I had like a horror page I ran called Horror is Life. Oh, okay. Um. And for like a couple months, he followed me. That's pretty cool. But he only followed like 15 people. So I was like, this is crazy. I don't even know why. I like tagged him in like one thing and he followed me. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I, I not like I care who follows me, but I was like, holy shit, it's Rob Zombie. Wow. <laughs> I was so happy. Get him back. And then, yeah. And then he unfollowed like 
Get him to come on the show. Then he unfollowed everybody but like his wife and like the band. Mm. And I was like, all right, whatever. Fuck you. Um, oh, here's a funny Halloween story. Sorry, I keep going on tangents, but I was the person that uh, reunited him and Dag. Rob Zombie and Dag? And Little Myers, yeah. How did that happen? So I did a couple of music videos for Dag. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah, with, but, uh, how did that... with the crazy guy, Ethan. Yeah. They, that guy that you saw in the Myers house video did a song with Dag. Oh, of course. And I did a video for them. And that was the first, that's how I met Dag was before that, before that. Um, and I just texted Dag one day because I saw that Rob was doing Three from Hell, which I hate that movie, by the way. But uh, he was doing Three from Hell at AMC Universal. And it was like the next day or something, Q&A with him and Sherry. And I was like, holy shit, gotta go. And there was like four seats together. And Dag had a girlfriend at the time. And I was like telling them, I'm like, oh, we got to go to this tomorrow. Like, we absolutely have to go. Like, we ha- like I'm going to, you you have to come. And he was like, oh, I don't know. And I, <laughs> and I was like, no, you have to come. And so we all went. And I was like, watch, I bet you. Right when we, I got, I got us like front row center too. I got real close. Mm-hmm. I was like, how much you want to bet? He comes out for the Q&A and he spots you within like the first minute. And that's so ex- and exactly what happened. Yeah. What did he say? That's so funny. He was just like, he's like, oh, and then he like, I don't even remember what he said. It just, he just like said hi and like was like super stoked that he came out. And then afterwards, it made it so much easier for us to like go up and talk to him. Oh, okay. And we didn't we didn't have like a crazy conversation with him or anything, but like we got pics with him. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, it was. They were they were stoked to see him. They hadn't seen him since. And I'm sure there's, I don't know. I'm sure there's like got to be some bad blood there a little bit. I mean, I'm sure Dag was a little bitter about the getting recast in Halloween too because he was like too tall or something. Oh, really? That's why they recast him apparently. Huh. Because he was too tall. He grew too much. Huh. And that's why they put that other dude in. Didn't know that. That other guy can't act for shit. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Sad. Hmm. But yeah, that's awesome. But it was cool though. I hate three from hell. That was all right. I liked it. I had fun with it. I didn't. I was so mad. I was like, "What is this?" I thought it was fun. I was like, "Richard Brake was fun." Like, if you can't have Spalding, like, no, I like Richard, Richard Brake. Was cool. It's really not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't diss on them. I will say I didn't like Sherry's performance, and I usually do like her in his movies because it works for me. Yeah. Did not think. I think she was too over the top in Three from Hell. She like lost her mind in it. Like she was crazier than she'd ever been. Right, but it's just like, what's the point? Just be your, be who you were. I liked how she was like fucking with the prison guard, and oh man, and Jeff Daniel Phillips was fun. Yeah, in that movie. I, I like that movie. It doesn't. I don't really like the ending. How they just like fight that weird like luchador guy. Right. But like up until like it kind of ends randomly. It had a weird pacing. It was just like a hangout movie. Yeah, but even when they were like but Rejects is a hangout movie, but Rejects is really good. They were talking about like crossing the border, and then like shift to like mm-hmm. a second later they're already across yeah like there was there was thing, things they could have included in there that may, would have made it a lot better i think yeah but it just yeah without sid Hag, it just made it kind of like weird and sad and just mm-hmm. unnecessary i think like at that point don't make it yeah i feel like devil's rejects was such a good end point for that story the beauty of rejects and i think why it really works as a horror movie uh-huh is because it's like a different type of horror that I think Maniac kind of is as well, where you're getting in the head of the killer. 
Oh yeah, the and fear you're... comes from rooting for them to right. do evil. It's like POV evil, almost like like American Psycho too, where the, the yeah. hero is the killer. You're literally on their side. I love like, that. Like it's it's so much fun to watch, and that is scary. Yeah. No, it's amazing. I don't even know what he's planning to make next. He's probably just taking a break. Monsters two. Thirty one was all. Yeah, fuck no, I hated that too. Hated it. <laughs> hated it did you like it i enjoyed it i did I, I won't say it's like a great film or anything but i enjoyed it i just was hoping to like it but i didn't like it at all i, I like the cast a lot dan roebuck great guy yeah Jeff Daniel phillips not to talk any shit on dan roebuck um oh james balsamo they have a thing i don't know if i told you that that's pretty funny they're like beef oh totally it's like actually really funny oh, really? apparently i mean i don't know the whole thing um Oh, yeah. So, James, you know how James is always running up to people at conventions. He's like, hey, be in my movie. Yeah, yeah, of course. Just being funny, James. I, Daniel Roebuck had an issue with that at one point. was like, you know, kind of giving him shit for it or something. He's like, I can't believe you, like, walk up to people at conventions and put them on the spot and, like, you know, ask them or, you know, whatever. Just getting pissed at him about it, um, which is kind of annoying. I mean, I, I don't know. I get why somebody would look at James and be like, wow, that guy's annoying. But like, once you get to know him, you see why he does what he does. I mean, it's just, that's his brand. I've never watched any of his movies. I have one of them, the Lich. Well, he, we've had, we've carried a few of them in the store. It'd be kind a couple times. They're fun. It's and like, they, they've sold. It's like trauma. It's like, it's like he makes what he wants to make and doesn't care what it costs. And yeah. like, I helped him on his last film and he had Robert Mukes from house thousand corpses there. He like stomp kicks, kicks me down. It's oh, like funny. so stupid, but he shot that all on like an iPhone. Yeah. Which that's like my only criticism to James is like, I feel like he's really good from what I've seen. Like, I feel like if he got an actual budget and like actually took himself like a little bit more seriously, he could make something really good. But I just don't think he wants to. Hmm. I think he likes the whole B movie brand. Interesting. But I think he's good. Like, I think he's, he gets it and he's good at effects. He, he's yeah just, I, I haven't really seen anything so. he's talented yeah and that's what i'm saying like he's just like he just he likes what he likes and that's just the kind of stuff he wants to make that's why he doesn't mind running up to people at conventions and being like hey like here's a hundred bucks say this one one word in my movie <laughs> you know it works he gets everybody he got the singer from the dickies at the concert we went to i thought that was pretty cool um but let's see which the dickies killer clowns yeah of course yeah, yeah. um yeah, what were you saying before that? I don't know. James I don't know. We, and there was so many tangents. The oh, fuck, it was something with oh James and Dan Roebuck. That's what I was gonna say about Dan Roebuck. Is he? Uh, which I I don't really know this, but my friend John, who was in Poultry Geist, okay, he was the grave robber guy. He I, was, know. I haven't seen it. I really, I'm aware of it, but I'm oh, you would love it. Um, he. Uh, he said Dan and Roebuck like tried to convert him to Christianity or something. And he does that to people. Apparently he like invites people to like some diner and he like tries to convert them I'm, like super religious. I don't huh. know. I've would... met him at Starbucks a couple of times. Really nice guy. Really? Yeah. Really. Yeah. Nice. I, I've met him too. He's always been great, but I've also, my, my friend Morgan said, I mean, she loves him. She, she loves the hell out of him. She said that he, growing up um would lend her like halloween masks 
and she would go over to his house and like check out his collection and he would give her like halloween masks and he was and a big monster kid he oh really he's cool as fuck. all that like you know classic monster stuff aurora whatever yeah no he's super into it yeah that's why the religious thing I can't... that's probably why him and rob like click so much is because rob was like you know the ultimate monster kid yeah I don't even know what to believe anymore. I feel like people just tell me things and I can't tell if it's even true or not. <laughs> that just doesn't check out. But that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Rob's collection's crazy. Let's see here. So, uh, oh no, we actually kind of said all that. The reanimator screening. Yeah. And then the uh, OG My Bloody Valentine. Are you going to that? Um, Who's playing that? New Bev. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm That'd thinking. Cool. Of, I'm thinking of hitting Is that. that. A midnight? I don't think so. Huh? It might even be like a matinee or like a regular. Cool. Could be a midnight though. That yeah, kind that'd of be cool to see. Yeah, I would go to that. Did you go to the remake when it came out and saw it in 3D? No, I have seen it. Yeah. It's cool. Atkins. I like gore, it. Yeah. I remember the 3D being really good. All right, we've made it to the end. This is the final speed round where I ask a lot of bullshit questions and you give me your best answer. Like quick answers. Quick or whatever. I, right. I call it the speed round, but everybody's like, oh, I can't do this this fast. <laughs> so just do your best. All right, what's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Paranormal Activity, first one. Really? Well, I mean, just like most scared I've been. Really? The way that I saw that was like at a pre-screening where I knew nothing about it. I didn't even know what I was like seeing. Mm -hmm. And I thought for an embarrassing amount of the film that it was real. I mean, it feels like it. And uh, I mean, at a certain point I knew that it wasn't. Yeah. But for a while I was like, this is real. <laughs> it it's, scared the shit out of me. That was a master class. Um, so good. I mean, that's what put Blum on the map. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And, and the first time I saw Exorcist, I personally couldn't stop throwing up. Really? Yeah. You were so throwing I up? I watched it again for years. Puking? Yeah. Really? Why? I was sick from eating Subway. But oh. I associated that with Exorcist. That's hilarious. And the demonic vibes for a long time. So it wasn't the movie that made you sick? No, it was Subway. Oh, okay. But, Dude, um, Subway gave me really bad food poisoning once for like three weeks. Oh, I'll never eat it again. Yeah, it's bad. I used to work there like summer in college. Really? Disgusting. Is it gross like to yeah, eat it all yeah. the time? Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, the, the, those two and uh, The Ring when The Ring first came out. Ring's great. Yeah. It really The, the it, last it has... time I felt like horror, like a sense of horror as like an adult was the, the head hitting the ground in Hereditary. The mom screaming over the severed head. Oh, so good. I felt my knees go weak at that. I couldn't believe it. Wait, that. wait, wait. Say it again, though. You said the part where she finds the girl in the car? The girl gets decapitated in the car, and then the, they show the head like with maggots and stuff on oh, the yeah. road, and the mom is screaming. Yeah, that one was the hardest. That was so fucking visceral. Yeah, I can't understand why any horror fan would not say Hereditary is great. It's amazing. There's so many people. Like my friend Peter. Dude, imagine if that came like out it. in like the 80s. People would be like fainting. It makes no sense. It's, it's so good. It's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. Harry Astor is such a good filmmaker. I love his short work. I thought Midsummer was pretty good. Bo is Afraid was amazing. Yeah. Midsummer, I'll say. I didn't love that as much as the other two. Midsummer me. gets better every time I see it. I still haven't seen the director's cut. I have the blue. It's stupid. It's, it's not as good. It makes no sense. I mean, can I tell you? I mean, it's not going to give anything away. Yeah. It, there's like one scene that takes place during the night. 
why would that be in there? There's oh. a reason it got cut because it makes no sense. The whole movie takes place during the day. All right. Favorite Giallo film? Um, maybe Tenebre. Mm-hmm. Because I think Phenomena is my favorite Argento film. Right. And my other favorite Italian horror film is Lombardo Bava's Demons. Hell yeah. Um, but I don't really consider those Giallo films. Right. I think Tenebre is a great Giallo film. Also, um Do you like Deep Red? Deep Red is great. Yeah. Blood and Black Lace, Mario Bava. Yeah. Great film. Uh Baron Blood, Mario Bava, great film. Um But I think that the answer that really like hit me you know it's it's to probably tenebre yeah, yeah so good you ever seen uh black belly of the tarantula no i haven't that one's really good and i watched uh the the red queen kills seven times i've heard of that but i haven't seen that one very good both are on like tubi all the colors of the dark i still need to see that one um Good one. I actually still need to see Blood and Black Lace too. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. There's well, a couple I just haven't seen yet. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. The, check those out. I watched the first one like a couple weeks ago. What's the very first Giallo? Evil Eye. Yes. I uh, watched. Aka that. the girl who knew too much. Yeah. yeah. Watch that. I watched that. I just watched. Uh... John Saxon's in that. Yeah. He is. Yeah. 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 He's like super young. Yeah. Um. The short Night of Glass Dolls. I just watched. Why haven't seen that one? That one's very boring. It gets cool at the last like ten minutes. I uh yeah, there's there's some there's some interesting ones. Uh Your Vice is a locked door and only I have the key. Yeah, that's a good one. Good Sergio. Um I just I love a lot of Italian horror that I'm not sure I would consider Giallo. Right. Like is Fulci's stuff really Giallo? Oh, is that my dog doing that? One second. Scooby, no. We're almost done, buddy. Scooby, no. <laughs> That's what I have to say. All right. Go back to what you were saying. Sorry. Is Fulci Giallo like like zombie and beyond and... Uh, no, I mean, that's yeah, yeah, Italian yeah. horror. New but York Ripper and... Giallo is more just like the black club yeah, killer yeah. kind of aspect. Yeah, no. So, so I can't say those then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, grape jelly or strawberry jelly? Grape. Yeah. Favorite Halloween candy? Ooh. Um, Reese's Pieces I'm a big fan of. Um, E.T.? Yeah. <laughs> That's not why, but I do like them. <laughs> yeah. um, dude, bring back Butterfinger BBs. Remember those? Yes. That was I do. shit. Bring that back. That's like 90s. 20 years. That's 90s candy. Yeah, but that's like, when when did they get rid of it, though? Like, early oh, yeah. 2000s? Also, the way that they're making mini, like, mini candies, fun-sized candies, green now, like the green, the Witch Cats, the Marshmallow Kit Cats, those are really good. Marshmallow, yeah, I've had those. Yeah. I have, like, the vampire one, not the other one. Okay. Um, do you like the Mellow Cream pumpkins or candy corn, or you you hate her? They're okay. I, like I don't, it. I'm not a hater, but I'm not a seeker. Okay. If you were a killer, what would be your murder weapon? Oh, um, it'd be really cool to use a throwing star, like a shuriken. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That was the first answer that came to mind. And but, just keep um, retrieving them from the, the necks of the victims. 
Well, you would have a lot of them. You'd have like a whole bandolier of yeah throwing stars. That'd be cool. Um, or just like like a baton, like a metal rod or something. Like like I'm I'm now speaking from not what I want to do if I was a killer, but like it'd be cool in a movie. Mm-hmm. You don't see people just getting like beaten to death in a movie with like a metal pole or something, right? That like it'd be just like really brutal, like if Art the Clown did that or something. Wasn't Maniac Cop a little like that though? Didn't he use? Yeah, he has like the cop, like the baton, yeah, stick or whatever. Yeah, that'd be cool though. Um, funniest horror movie you've ever seen? Intentionally or unintentionally? Like, uh, I guess either. I mean, okay, I'm a huge Troll Two guy. Well, yeah. Um, so funny, cracks me up every time. Same with Resurrection um in terms of like intentional comedy and horror uh i think uh tucker and dale versus evil was pretty effective yeah that was pretty funny um i don't really gravitate gravitate to like comedy horror too much right like i kind of like the happy death day type stuff i kind of prefer like stuff that takes itself a little bit more seriously um yeah street trash is really funny i love street trash the scene where the guy like walks through the door in the supermarket and steals the chicken down his pants that's so good maybe one of the funniest things i've ever seen it's so funny um the stuff is really funny the stuff's funny um <clears throat> i mean everything with like i'm trying to i'm, I'm like picturing my oh frankenhooker is so funny so good um what a date <laughs> just the super crack and the guy scrambling his brains with the drill like everything in frankenhooker is amazing did you ever um, see his other movie uh brain damage yeah brain damage basket case i love hen and lauder yeah hen and lauder is great why don't you get him he's a uh, new york based and so, i think he's also maybe not uh able to do screenings anymore really I, I wonder if you could like zoom him in that'd be cool yeah i love him so much did you ever see uh slime city no wait maybe he's actually a director from my hometown uh greg lamerson but yeah that's like basically like i the think same. i did see that actually yeah it's on blu-ray yeah i think i did see that and i forgot but yeah not a testament to it's not great quality, but, it, but it's just one of those oh, b movies other funniest horror and this segues into a plug leprechaun there's some very funny leprechauns oh yeah and uh on saint patrick's day we're going to be showing Leprechaun back to the hood with the director at the store. Oh, dude. Yes. That is so sick. Is that, that's not announced yet, right? You heard it first here. You heard it here yeah. first. Dude, um, I love Leprechaun. The first hood? Back to the hood. We're doing the second one. Oh, do the hood. second one. We're oh. getting real goofy. Isn't back to the hood or is it, which one's the one where he gets pushed into the fridge? Is that in the hood? I think that's the first one. Okay. Back to the Hood's really good though. Back yeah, to the Hood. A lot of weed smoking. Yeah. Back to the Hood was the one that I had that was scratched so bad I couldn't even watch it anymore. Well, now you can watch it. It'd be kind of video. And That's epic. Ask the director what the fuck. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy it again just so, so I can get it signed. Uh, you should come out for that because we will do that on St. Patrick's Day, which is really special and fun. <sighs> Please do it late. I'll do it in the evening. Yeah. I'm running the marathon that day. Oh, okay. I've been training for that. It's going to kill me. I might die before that screening. Oh, wow. But I do want to come. That There's sounds St. Patrick's Day amazing. marathon, or is it the L.A. marathon? It's the L.A. marathon, but it's on St. Patrick's Day, oh, okay. unfortunately. 
It'll be in the morning though. So as long as that's well, seven. Don't stress yourself out for a little leprechaun, but I have to go to it. That's <laughs> that's my day is the marathon and leprechaun back to the hood. I just think it's so funny to do like the most random movie in that series for right. screening. It's such a damn shame that the space one sucks. The space one sucks, but three I love. Three is my favorite. The Vegas one. Everyone likes that one. Yeah, I like two. I have a rule that like the th- part threes are always good. Think about it. Child's Play three is good. Yeah, Child's Play three is good. Halloween three is good. Jason three is good. Dream Warriors is like the best one. Jason three is one of the best ones. Um, Leprechaun three is good. Hellraiser three is good. Hell yeah. Um, uh, Texas Chainsaw three is not very that's good. That's not good. I don't like that no, one. That gets uh, worse and worse and every Scream time. Scream three is not good. Scream, Scream 3 has got the nostalgia that just like Halloween Resurrection does for me. It's oh, still got its moments. kind of. It's just got its know. moments. I still think it's way better than 5 and 6. Maybe so. Yeah, I need to revisit it. I like 4. I, think I like 4 too. 4, my roommate and I were talking when we watched it last year. Cause we, were, we were doing all the marathon before the new one. And uh, I was like, man, this movie is ugly. The way it was shot, like the lighting. Oh yeah, it has is, this like cheapo CW look to it. It's pretty bad. Yeah, that's the only takeaway. But where were we? Where would you like to see them take Scream? Just bring Nev, Nev back. Ghostface goes to hell. Yeah, I don't know. Don't. I, I like. like my... I feel like after how bad Six was, though, I kind of want at least one more. Space. Yeah, put him to space. Yeah. Dude, I have a joke, actually, I, I've been saying would be really funny with Halloween is if, like, you know, Michael in space, but, like, the trailer is literally, like, a guy on the moon, like, bouncing on the moon, like, towards the camera. And right when he gets to the camera, like, the visor opens and it's, it's, the, Michael Myers. And it's the Myers mask. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That'd be so epic. I used to have a joke that at the end of, ha- like, before Halloween Ends <laughs> came out, I was like, it should end with Michael Myers taking off his mask and looking like looking at the camera and it's John Carpenter and he smiles and he says, happy Halloween. That'd be crazy. End of franchise. He, they could never, they couldn't pay him enough to do that. Oh no. <laughs> to smile and say happy Halloween. Yeah. It'd be a million dollars a second. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we're getting another scream though. Definitely not. Not at this point. All right, what's the best worst horror film? Troll Two. Yeah, I mean it's, it's I, the obvious answer. I don't even want to say it's bad because I I think it's like a it's camp good. masterpiece. I love Troll Two. Yeah, me too. But they did make a movie about it called Best Worst Movie, so it's the first thing that comes to mind. My friend John that I mentioned before, he's he's in that. He's in that. He's just not like not like interviewed or anything, but I was literally watching. Oh, it. he's in the doc. He's in the documentary mm-hmm. and I was watching it and just saw him like as one of the people lined up in like the movie line. I was like, mm. was that you? He's like, yeah. Oh, you know, it's another like uh, good, bad movie. Which one? Langoliers. I still haven't seen that. Stephen Tom King. Holland, Stephen King. It's not. Is it? What's better, that or thinner? I like the Langoliers. I like those weird middling like 90s king adaptations like i feel like they're just fun to like watch in the middle of the day while you're folding laundry or something they're comforting like rose red i like rose red i love the night flyer um what's that other one night shift um or no night flyer that's the one you're thinking. there is graveyard shift graveyard oh i just watched dead zone for the first time dead zone is awesome that's so good walking rules i can't believe it took me that long to watch it 
Yeah. Uh, Sleepwalkers is awesome. Sleepwalkers is good. Tommy Knockers kind of blows, but it's fun. See, I don't think I saw that one either. I know which one that is, but Thinner I've seen, but it's a long time. I like time. Thinner a lot. Thinner's kind of like Dragon Hell. I got to get that new Blu-ray of Thinner. And then he just put it out at Dark Dell. Tom was there to sign it. I saw that. Yeah. I haven't been staying up to date on their events, I guess. Well, they're awesome. Yeah. Dell's cool. Dell's definitely awesome. So is Tom. Tom Holland's cool. Yeah, super nice. Um, What's the best advice you ever received? Um, the best advice and commit to the bit. Yeah. Everything you do, it's kind of like my motto in life. <clears throat> do it a hundred percent. Just fully commit. If it's a Halloween party, if it's selling VHS tapes, if it's doing a podcast, if it's doing a screening, if it's making cookies, whatever, do everything with passion if possible. Yeah. Just put everything into it. Yeah. Fully commit to the bet. Totally. What's something you got detention for in high school? Oh, this is so stupid, but um, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Like, I'm this statute of limitations is so long past where it's like, this shouldn't embarrass me. Yeah. But this is so stupid. That's okay. Tell me. Okay. Dark Knight is coming out. Okay. It's a phenomenon. Yeah. It's like the biggest movie ever. Yeah. I spray painted with red water, not perp- not paint, okay. just colored water. Why so serious on a brick wall? No way. In my school, a white brick wall, and it stained it. No and fucking way. And they made me stay after scrubbing the wall. I did some Joker shit, and I got detention for it. That's epic. <laughs> what time of day did you do that? Like just during school? Just, he, he just like three o'clock or whatever. <laughs> was school over with at that point? I don't. I think so. I I did after school, but like, wow. I just thought it was like just water. Like I didn't. I was so dumb. I didn't think it would stay. Yeah. But for whatever it was reason, I don't know why it was like colored water or Kool Aid. I I don't know why I had red. So water. it wasn't water that you like purposely dyed. It may, you know what it was? What? I know what it was. What was it? I was making a stupid zombie movie. Okay. I was shooting a zombie movie on mini DV tape. Hilarious. With, with my friends. Dude. And uh, the blood was just like colored water or some shit. Uh-huh. And after we did the film, which they begrudgingly let us film on the school campus. Uh-huh. I had to go and write why so serious on the fucking wall. That's amazing. And I got detention for it and I had to scrub the wall and I, they almost didn't let me graduate because of this. That's fucking stupid. They were so pissed. This, here's a question. Do you still have that mini DV camera? I don't know if I still have the camera, but I actually still have a whole drawer of tapes that I shot in high school in my parents' house. Okay. Well, what I'm trying to do right now, and I was literally looking up camcorders today, not even kidding, mini DV. I have a high eight camera. Yeah. But I have like four mini DV tapes from when I was younger, like 20 years ago that I have mm-hmm. to digitize. So I need to get a camera basically to do that. Cause I have the cords like the Elgato and stuff. But once I do, if you need tapes, let me know. Did Dig- somewhere digitized like an unfinished cut of this stupid zombie movie I was trying to make is there. does exist on like YouTube or something. Yeah. I should find it. You got to find it. It's, 
horrible. And and what's really funny about it is this shows like what an idiot I was. Yeah. I wanted the blood to really play on camera. Yeah. So every extra, all the zombies in the film are wearing white t-shirts. Of course. So people there, so that you could really see the red blood splatter. And some of them are even just like shirtless. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense. Cause it's like a zombie outbreak at a school is the premise. Yeah. <laughs> and the protagonist, I wanted him to be like Ash. It's like a kid with a, broomstick yeah who fights the zombies so he could say this is my broomstick that's hilarious so stupid but like uh it's probably fun to look back on when somebody see watched it. it i remember they're like this is the most ghetto school in america they're all wearing white t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing and that was in virginia or was that florida that was in florida florida so florida was the high school florida was high school what yeah. part what area of florida was it jacksonville really yeah okay hell yeah my friend Sean was living there for a bit. Yeah, it was a fun. Honestly, Florida was fun. I had a fun time. My mom's there right now. She's in uh, what part? I don't know where she's at right now, but my my aunt's from Sarasota, and I know she's going there next. Hmm. So somewhere up there. Yeah, my my family like grew up in like Englewood. Oh, my, my aunts and and cousins and stuff. Um. All right. Let's see here. Something that made you laugh until you cried. Hmm. Jackass three. Oh hell yeah. Uh there's scenes in that movie that are just insane. Also, um I'm trying to think. Dream scenario was really, really funny. There was a scene in Dream Scenario that I, I didn't say I cried, but I laughed really hard at. Um See, I liked that was just how I felt about that other movie we we're talking about. Um but like the first 30 45 minutes i really liked and then it kind of fizzled for me oh okay i thought it was really funny you get really good chaotic nick cage and then it kind of dipped there was something oh my gosh okay yeah this is such an inside joke but one of my friends went on a rant Uh a couple months ago about how much she hates comedians and stand-up right particularly in Los Angeles. Like he went on a random at the comedy scene that was so <laughs> hateful and so profane and so passionate. Amazing. I was dying laughing just at him <laughs> spewing vitriol for the comedy scene. I love that. Yeah. That's really amazing. Funny. <laughs> What's the best horror franchise? Halloween. Ernest scared stupid or the monster squad? Monster squad. Wrong. Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees? <laughs> What if I said Jason? That'd be insane, right? <laughs> That'd be insane. Yeah. Rudest celebrity you ever met. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I've been like fortunate to like not have like terrible interactions with people. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like I. Gary Oldman like kind of brushed me off one time. I was working in <laughs> marketing like at a when I was an intern. Yeah, I worked marketing uh for like movies and like <laughs> test screenings and stuff. And we did a screening of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Okay, and I like wanted to like shake his hand. I just I was young. I just wanted to meet Gary Oldman. Right, and they were they were like his security were like, "What do you want? What do you want?" And I was like, "Oh." I just wanted to like meet him or whatever. And they were like, let's hold on. And I was like, this is so embarrassing. Cause I was working this event. Yeah. And they like went over to him and they're like, this kid wants to meet you. And he was like, why? Like, like I, like I could see him like uh. looking like, huh? And then he like comes over, shakes my hand. And he's like, 
hey and then we take like an awkward picture <laughs> still exists and uh hey i could just tell like he didn't want to do it that's super funny i love that what's the nicest celebrity ever met should we say felissa felissa's up there greg nicotero so so cool really um yeah um where does he do, do events though he does a lot of cons and stuff oh okay um he's so so cool um felissa's awesome uh i'm trying to think um i mean a lot of the people that i've mick garris is so nice and so awesome i still haven't met him um i don't think at least he's so nice and uh a, a lot of these people that i've been fortunate enough to talk to at be kind have been awesome uh yeah i i mean that that's like the Stacy Nelkin from Halloween three. She's racks. Really nice. Super nice. Um I'm just like running through every convention I've ever been to in my brain real quick. Oh my gosh, everyone from Terrifier. Damien Leone. Yeah. David Howard Thornton. So cool. Lauren Levera. They're all so nice. Hell yeah. David did the podcast too. Like twenty twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And he was right after Sean, actually, pretty much. Yeah, he was great. Um, favorite haunted attraction, haunted house. Um, I'm going to say knots. Yeah. Knots rules. I've been to HHN enough times to be like, no, I'm not doing it anymore. It's, it's not as good as knots. I'll tell you that. It's not as good as knots and it's so expensive and you have to pay even more money to get to do it all. Cause you need a fast pass. You do. Yeah. And it's not that scary. It sucks. You're just, they're hurting people through these things pathetic and you can see all the scares coming because yeah. it's like so slow going through everybody's filming yeah and then um you're paying for the branding you're paying for like just oh i'm in a scene from the exorcist or whatever yeah um knots is creative it's free roaming there's the lines aren't bad the pd is really good the mazes are long you can kind of yeah. just walk on to most of them i think knots is a blast yeah fine i went for the first time this year what'd you think i liked it yeah, it was like 10 haunted houses. It was a little better last year, or 22. Oh, it was. But, yeah, I felt like some of the mazes were like a little understaffed this year, but I yeah. had a good time. I thought it was fun, yeah. Yeah. I liked, like, the lighthouse one was cool. Right, right, cool. And whatever the first one was was probably the best one. Have you been to Reign of Terror? Yeah, I love it. That one's a good one, too. I love it. If you want to go next year, I would love to yeah. go again. Cause... Yeah, I miss uh, going to them. Yeah? I Like, I, I don't, I used to you know, have designated haunt people that I don't have anymore, really. That's what I'm saying. I, I didn't go this year because I didn't have anybody to go with. I was like, man, um, Reign of Terror is the I did, best. I did Griffith this year. It was okay. Which one? Oh, the Haunted Hero. Yeah. Well, they have mazes and stuff, too. Yeah. Queen Mary, actually. I heard that was good. Now it's like the shack thing, and I don't know if it's good or not. Yeah. When I went in, like, 2018, uh -huh. when I was just on the boat, fucking scary as fuck. Like, by maybe the most intense one I've ever been on. Really? You're crawling in parts of it. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what you need to see? Whenever the hell it comes out, there was an amazing movie that played at Beyond Fest this year called uh, Spooktacular. Oh, the the Spooky World doc. Yes. I uh, really want to see that. I have a Spooky World shirt. I'm interested in that lore. So good. Um, Where'd you get the shirt? My friend, uh, Razors in the Night, you can look him up on Instagram, makes really cool horror shirts that are kind of like either from something that doesn't get shirts like spooky world mm -hmm. or like an image of something you love that may not be the image that 
you could just buy a shirt of it hot topic like he makes a fright night cover with the novelization image on it and right. the, the halloween 3 magazine ad cover shirt and stuff i found a spooky world vhs tape at a convention recently and those I, are kind of rare probably should have grabbed that it was like, like five bucks you should have they're like 40 yeah yeah my bad oops not good oops convention tape prices are usually terrible i'm kind of surprised at that yeah i was like i was too i was like it was right after that screening too it was like the week after or something wow. it was at like monster palooza wow yeah, yeah that's a surprising deal it was weird yeah um let's see here lamest killer in a horror film Just thought of like random ones, literally. I mean, that the, the ones in the new screams, like the the those like oh terrible little girls in the new scream movies, yeah. basically. Uh, Dermot Maroney or whatever, like all the stuff in five and six. Uh, the killers sucked. Stupid, um, yeah. I mean, if you're talking about like a like an idea, like a character more so. Um, the Winnie the Pooh. The Winnie the Pooh. I didn't see that one. Same. Um, I wanted that to be good, but I heard so bad. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen it. I don't know. Worst killers like. Uh, I don't. I don't know. The movie uh, Sick kind of sucked. Sick. Um. I'm. I'm so. Like. I'm so lost on this one. I'm just like rolling through all the, the like different horror killers in my mind that uh, everybody loves trying to find a hot take. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. I'm like, even though I do think uh, they're great movies, uh-huh. like the one and two, I'm not, a huge Texas Chainsaw franchise fan. Yeah. I don't really collect anything Texas Chainsaw. That's fine. It's not a consistent franchise whatsoever. I like the first two movies a lot. Yeah. I like two even more, actually. Yeah. And Toby Hooper was great. But I'm not like a, so good. someone that's excited by Texas Chainsaw, really. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, oh, Lamest Killer is probably like The Nun or some shit. Yeah, it Fuck sucks. Shit. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> it takes like no creative energy to make that. Yeah. Um, all right, what's an underrated horror film that people should check out? Lake Mungo. Heard that's really good. Uh, yeah, you should get on that one. That was really scary and good. Favorite streaming service? Um, I'll say Max. They just have a lot of awesome stuff on Max. Yeah. Um, also, Tubi has Tubi's so, so much stuff that you can't uh, rent and stuff. What's a good film for people to check out that's on Shutter? On Shutter, um, Watcher. Okay. Did you see that one with Micah Monroe? That recent, recent one uh, that was like in theaters, twenty-two or twenty-three. I think I know where she's like looking through the window yeah. on the poster. Yeah, yeah, really good. I think I saw that. I can't remember now. Yeah. All right, last two. Biggest regret. Hmm. Or you could just say no regrets. No, I definitely have them. Yeah. Uh, well, there was like, I won't get into specifics, but there was a point where I was offered like a job on a TV show and I stupidly kind of didn't take it. Yeah. Uh, because I thought it was just, I was, I was working in a corporate job at the time. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, I have a job that will go on. Why would I not? Why would I take a job on one season of a show? And I just didn't know back then a season on a show will get you onto the next season of the show if you do well. Yeah. I thought that like I chose longevity over something that would have really elevated my career. What show is it? Uh, I don't want to say. No? No. Tell me after. I'll tell you after, yeah. Okay. What are you most proud of? At this point in time, I'm really... The, the screenings, man. I mean, it's it's yeah. been amazing. It's been such a good, fun run. It's been uh, getting to talk to the people who made my favorite movies, getting to like exhibit those films. Like it's, it's just been fantastic for me. And I, I think there's really cool things to come with it. And uh, I don't know. I, I, it's really changed my life in a way in the last mm-hmm. year, this video store and what we've built with that and that whole world. Uh, I feel like it's an achievement. All right. No, it's freaking awesome. And, and uh, thank you so much for being here and, and yeah, just dude. doing the episode, but we're, we got some cool stuff to look forward to. We got the Leprechaun Back to the Hood screening, and we got um, Night of the Demons, fe- yeah, February right. 11th. Yeah, and a tape swap, uh, February 4th. Exactly. Yeah, so a lot of fun stuff coming up. So if people want to check any of this stuff out, where do they head? Be Kind Video on Instagram? At Be Kind Video on Instagram and at Matt's underscore mortuary on Instagram. Awesome. Dude, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, dude, this is awesome. Absolutely come back whenever you want. And we can yeah, do we can literally do an episode just talking about movies. Like, yeah, we're just hanging out. Free flowing. Yeah. Dude, pleasure to have you. Thank you for doing Thanks, it. Thanks, man. It's a blast. Hell yeah. See you guys soon.